You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. On this week's episode of It's a Bit, we have Kevin Gorgon studio from FSN. We give you our bits of the week, including a story about JJ and I fishing. We're going to do the buy or sell bit. We're bringing that shit back to you, folks. All that and more on It's a Bit. This is the It's a Bit podcast presented by 10,000 Takes. 10, 10, 10,000 Takes. Featuring JJ, Boss Man, and Wags, who I've heard are pretty fucking cool. 10,000 Takes. This is the It's a Bit podcast. All right, everyone, welcome back to It's a Bit, greatest show in America. And America! Fuck, fuck yeah. yeah! Here to save the day! <laughs> All right, we're going to so, just kick off the show with that. that. Yep. Uh, we're joined by producer Cam, kind of a different crew every episode, but that's what happens, you know, when everyone's working and other stuff. Let's kick off the show, guys, by giving you the Super Bowl recap. Just fucking kidding. Everyone else is what? doing that. Our opinions don't matter? No, it's an echo chamber. Yeah, I... I d- we're gonna skip that. No, we're not. We're not going to talk about it. it. It makes no sense for us to waste your time. Oh, but what we do have to talk about is what we're all drinking tonight. Oh yeah. So I'm drinking uh, <laughs> an IPA shandy from the Shakopee West Seventh Center Brewing. That's just jumble. But yet I'm going to be a douchebag. That's the point. It's the point, man. That was a crumble. It's 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 part of the bit. We should just do that one day. Dude, one show. Dude, imagine starting a podcast and being like, "You want to know how we're going to be different than the millions of other podcasts? We're going to give a Super Bowl recap, but before we do that, we're going to be really casual and like tell the fans we're drinking, and we're going to kind of give like shout outs to like the the breweries that we're drinking from. Yeah, try, try every podcast. Just I've ever stop to. that Des- shit. Desperately please. trying to get that sponsorship. It's it. I don't know what you're trying to do. Just drink in peace. No one has to know you're drinking. Get a little drunk. Fine. But don't tell me about your fancy-ass IPA from this brewery on West 7th Street. I, I don't care. Well, and, and actually what I was going to say is instead of us telling you guys what we're drinking, you can just assume we're drinking, and we might be drunk during, like, every episode of the show. So yeah, we, might be, we might be on drugs and probably drunk. drunk possibly on drugs. Drunk, Trailer park possibly on drugs. Anyways, folks, we're going to go into the bit of the week. As you know, here at 10K, it's kind of our signature funny moment or, or relatable story, you know, inside joke that happens. So, Cam, as the producer, I'm going to kick it off with you and your bit. What do you got? So my bit this week is... Wait, the, what are you drinking? I'm kidding. <laughs> what are you drinking? Is the, why the fuck is this taking so long bit? So for my personal job, I work on furnaces. And I had a bit today where I had to take a screw out of a circuit board. Sounds like a very elementary task. Yeah. Well, the screw was stripped. Like, the head of it was stripped. So whatever. Like, usually it's easy to get through. But on a circuit board, you have to be very gentle because it's super fragile. And it literally took me two hours to get the one fucking screw out. Like, I literally had a vice grips. It, it wouldn't come out. So it's like those easy tasks, and they give you so much rage. Like, I was throwing my screwdriver across the room, just yep. swearing everywhere. Like, rage! Like I, like I hate that shit. Or like, 
I guess you can relate it to like, have you ever like stubbed your toe or something? And you just want to punch someone. Yeah, like, it's yep. the same thing. Or you just like, start screaming. Yeah. No, no. Honestly, there's at least one thing that happens to me a day that takes way too fucking long. <laughs> like that's that's actually one of the more relatable bits that we've had. I mean, we say some crazy stuff during this segment, but that one's relatable. Like every yeah. day, there's something that happens to me that takes like three times as long as it should. And like, and this kind of related to that too. Like, I would be, I, I'll do like a big job, and it's supposed to take two hours, and then the easiest fucking part goes wrong. And then you, the rest of it goes fine. And you expect that to be easy? Like, okay, I got through the hard stuff, so this is all I have to do. Nope. Yeah. No. Nope. Now I'm, I'm here for three hours. Literally this everything is, went wrong. Yep. And then it just goes down the shitter and your day's ruined. And it was Entire the first call on a Monday. It was the best way to start the week. Oh, gosh. Mondays just suck. <laughs> Mon- Mondays suck. Yeah, it's, it it's the worst day of the week by far. Monday yeah, suck bit. Those, those are bit. I, honorable mention. I can't do it. Honorable it's mention so frustrating. Like, like, yeah. Uh, all right, Jake. Shit happens. Jake, what do you got? So I got the what we call the touch tunes bit. If people <laughs> clear your throat, all right. That's what Bubba loves to do. Anyways, everybody knows. I mean, if you, if you if you haven't noticed, a lot of bars are around this around this country. At least in Minnesota, is a you know, I think it's around the country. I would think touch tunes. They have, yeah. have yeah. touch tunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have, or or you could say like the jukebox. Bit. The jukebox. If the you're jukebox from bit. 1922, exactly. But hopefully, well, good for you if you're listening and you're born in 1922. <laughs> but you've seen some shit. You've seen yeah. some shit, man. You've seen Elvis O.D. Okay. How is that? Out of, okay, out of all, out of all uh, okay, so, 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 so I was, World War I I was World linking War back. I was linking back to the jukebox. <laughs> World War bit. Three that was going to happen that they, didn't happen. They yeah. paid Elvis on the jukebox back in the fifties, and they saw him overdose brutally oh, on the okay. toilet. What the fuck? That's a horrible um, story. It, that's a terrible story. But anyway, get off the depressing shit about Elvis. We we go we cover everything here, by the way. Um, anyway, so there's if you haven't noticed, Touch Tunes is like almost in every bar now. Some bars don't have it. Kind of irritates me when I go in. But you get a little drunk. And then you're like, oh, there's touch tunes. I'm gonna play fucking. I'm gonna play this song that totally goes off the vibe of the entire bar. Yeah. So it's a, it's a it's a country bar. And then you'll start playing, dear Maria, come me in. So yeah, we were. It'll get into my story. We were on a fishing trip this weekend, uh, and we were at a bar, and it's like a big place that had like corn bo- cornhole boards in it. And like you know, they're yeah, they're playing Way like country north. or hardcore rock. And then like I just hear, I got your picture, and I just see Jake like <laughs> smiling at me because we were just sit, we were on the we were on the, on the ice all day just singing that song like nonstop. Yeah, and everybody is, is locals up there. You know, they're playing that country. You know, some old eighties rock, and 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 I've done it at other bars. Well, we did it at sure. extra innings. We did it at extra Prior innings, Lake. a local bar in Prior Lake, where you just walk, you get a little drunk, and you literally pay. You'll pay. I've paid like twenty dollars in one night, and you play, and you. You you pay the most money to get your song to play to be next on the on the play queue. And pay, yeah. it's yeah, a you hard play combo. The, pay, pay and play, 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 play. You pay to play. play, to play. But you play. can also play to pay. You can also play to pay. You pay like I think you it's paid like, to play. I think yeah. it's like what? It's like twelve credits for five bucks, and it's like seven credits to to yeah. get your so, song next. So essentially, so, so essentially for five dollars, you can ruin everyone else's night. You have the power to do that. In the bar. Y- yep, I. Uh, it was uh, bad in River Falls. Uh, it was, I think, it was Bros in River Falls. Like about a month ago, I got really fucking hammered. I think I spent fifty bucks on touch tunes. Yep. I lined up five different songs all on Express Play. And if you guys don't know who the Bloodhound Gang is, like look them up. But they have very explicit songs. They have a, uh, they they have a song called Three Point One Four. Let's just say that the chorus is. Uh, about rhyming the word vagina, um, so stuff like that. It's a good word to play off. And of. yeah, it's a it's a very good word. And and they had another. Oh, it's an amazing word. Um, but anyway, what? um, I I don't know. It's like a separate. Uh, that, I, I didn't know that. I 
I saw a video on Twitter the other day. So it was like two like college age kids. They were playing pool in like a local bar. It's one of those bars that like you can't go to unless you're a local. Otherwise, everyone's gonna stare at you. You will get shot. Extra innings for us, right? So and it was like a biker bar. So like all these people are like listening to like Leonard Skinner and like shit like that. And then they go to the touch tunes, and there's like an up and coming rapper named Poo Shiesty. Oh, oh, great name! They started playing Poo Shiesty, and these people are giving them the weirdest look. But like by the end of it, like they got like these old biker dudes to start dancing and like trying to sing along to Pooh Shiesty. It was that's beautiful. fucking hilarious. Dude, that's... Like yeah, we'll walk in extra innings in Prior Lake, and I think the most popular music there is like Journey and yeah. like Leonard Skinner. We start playing Arizona Service. <laughs> yeah, come, come and on. fuck my life up, yeah. baby. Fuck my life the... up. It's a hardcore. Twenty-four it's, hours. It's the... like white LA rap. Is that yes. like the Roxanne guy? Yeah, Roxanne. Yeah, Roxanne. Yeah. We're, we're playing all that shit, and we just see guys at the bar literally just staring at us. In the corner, boom, 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 yeah, boom. they, they the know doing they, in the, in the bar. they know it's us because so bad. you got Grandpa Johnny in the corner. Play fucking Freebird, dude. There's like this Freebird. It's just like older woman just, on a prayer. just shaking her head as this is playing. Well, We're playing like, <laughs> oh, but you, but you trained me. It's like funny, rap. funny <laughs> story boom, 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 on that. So. I don't know if you guys know this, but I actually used to DJ weddings. Like, I did like a couple. Really? Yeah. Really? You know, the DJ you uh, can never party for us. You can never picture me doing. So I did like a couple of them. In this one wedding, there was a super old, like, grandma or whatever. And it was like 11, like 10.30 p.m. And by that time, like, all the younger people are out. Like, you play rap music. Yeah. Or you're playing, you like, Timber by Kesha. You play something upbeat. And she walks up. Down. She's like, can you play Billy Idol? And then, like, just kept asking all these, like, can you play John Mellencamp? Like, no. It's like, dude, stop. No. Like, you gotta this stop. does not fit. It was so frustrating. You could fit in a Billy Idol song. Yeah. It's like, a white wedding, maybe. But John Mellencamp, no. Or like, yeah, and, that's or not like, a wedding no. vibe. She said, like, Barry Manilow and shit like that. It's like, that. stop. Oh, no. like, this isn't going to work. You got to stop. You'd no. be like, ma'am, I respect your opinion, but I will literally get murdered if I play that. Ma'am, we are Someone st- will throw beer bottles at me. Ma'am, we are strictly 80s Joel. St- Sorry. Strictly <laughs> 80s Joel. Oh. This is bull. I'd be that Dude. This is bullshit. Dude. Yeah, play those fucking drums, Dale. <laughs> yeah, play those fucking drums. Sorry. Sorry. Fucking Kenley yeah. and wine mixer. But All yeah. Right. Yeah, my, my bit is... Uh, Fishing for beers bit. So as I said, JJ and I went fishing up north this weekend with Sam Twistall, 10K Outdoors, shout out. I'm not going to give you the location away because apparently if Sam like goes fishing somewhere and people find out where they follow him, he's like well, that good at it. So Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a etiquette too. You know, you don't want to, you know, leak that stuff because they were pretty good fishing lakes. So Yes. And we don't want to leak that for, yeah. But like he thought, he thought the first day was a bad day, and we still caught like a lot of fish. Yeah. So no. But anyway, so the reason I call it fishing for beers is because so we were on an on an Indian reservation, specifically a resort, and uh, well, let's just say it was negative twenty five, so it was already freezing. JJ, myself, and Sam went to a bar that closed at ten o'clock due to state rules, and then we went to an after party on the resort, and let's just say there was vodka, there was. Uh, frozen hams beer that exploded when we opened it. Very dusty. There's a lot of free cocktails, Jesus. and we were up till like two in the morning, I think. Two uh, two thirty. Jake was aggressively vomiting, like on the second floor, which is amazing. <laughs> I could hear that's how hard he was throwing up, and we had to be up and fishing in three hours, which we ended up doing. So 
If you guys wonder how dedicated we are to the outdoors, there's your proof. Yeah, you left out one detail is that we didn't eat for like, oh, we didn't like eat all tw- day. 12 or 14 hours. Yeah. We didn't eat dinner, so that was a mistake and by my part, too. We immediately went to the bar and started drinking. Yep, so. me- couldn't do it. Went to the bar, started. I had we had three rhombus, rhombus guys. Right, Jake started right. playing Dear, uh, Dear Maria. Yeah, <laughs> I got your picture. I'm coming with you. I was so happy when that came on. I was, <laughs> I was but I was hammered because we were singing it all day. <laughs> I was, I, I felt ham. I wasn't hammered at, but after two beers, but like after I had three beers, I was, dude. I, I was, my uh, stomach was empty. I was wearing a, like my wild quarter zip, you know, standard wild quarter zip. I was wearing jeans. I I fit in right, right. Like Sam takes a Snapchat story of me just playing pool, right? And says we're shooting pool with the boys because Sam and I played pool together in college. We were like dynamic duo. Like one of his friends, who was apparently like married and has kids, just sends him a Snapchat of him just like going off on me. He's like, what? Fuck this this guy in the wild sweatshirt, skinny ass. He probably sucks at pool. Guy I've never met before. I had like, no idea. I mean, he was like drunk off his ass, but he was just personally prick. attacking me like through a video. Like you're not good at pool because you're not fat. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. And God forbid I wear a wild sweatshirt in Minnesota. Like, I yeah. get it if I was wearing, like, a Predator sweatshirt or if I was wearing something stupid Even like, like a Chicago or like Blackhawks thing. the Wisconsin thing. NHL team. Oh, never mind. Well, oh, yeah, yeah but, but you get the idea, right? Like, why am I an enemy? Like, why did he point that part out? But anyway, so the reason, weird. the reason I call it fishing for beers is because anytime you go on a fishing trip, if you're like us, there's always alcohol that gets involved and it makes everything worse. Also, if you saw on TikTok, Jake did uh, run his car into the ditch. He, yeah. Or his, his truck. He was getting distracted on the road. And yeah. just, oh, we're in the ditch. Well, it's it's a very Minnesota thing because guess what? I got distracted by just seeing a lot of shacks on the lake. Oh, that's a lot of shacks. And then sure enough, I go <laughs> One of them was an ice castle. I'm like, dude, you see the ice castle? Yeah. And next thing I know, I like look ahead and we were just driving in the ditch. Well, I wasn't. Could not get out of it. I wasn't full. We if it, if we were fully in, I don't think I would have got out of that. I would still be. My truck would still be there, but I was pretty much. Yeah, I was like halfway in the ditch and fucking. We hadn't even had a beer yet. Snow. We had no beers yet, and uh, I'm like, this is this. I guess this shows that I'm. You know, we're too much of city boys. I guess. I like, yeah. So you said like drinking makes it worse. I feel like that's one of those things where like you drink a bunch and you're like, fuck, I shouldn't have drank. But then like you do the whole fishing trip and you don't drink it all. Like we should have fucking drank. Yeah. Well, there's, there's no way we couldn't like we didn't have any we didn't have any drinks out on the ice, which we're f- I'm fine with. You yeah, know, whatever you can it. concentrate. We, we were all like dialed in. Yeah, you get, get dialed in. I don't know about all that. Negative 25. I need. Well, that's the other well, thing. Like, no, but that. no, but here's the, the issue. Was, when you're in an ice shack, you want to you want to leave it. As little as possible when it's negative twenty five out. True. If you're drinking, you're leaving every ten minutes to piss. Dude. You got to unzip all your stuff, and then next thing you know, you're like you have frostbite by the time you come back. Well, in. thing is, if you drive over there like we did, doesn't take that long to set up. And the ice shack gets cozy. It's not. It's it's not bad. It's not ideal being out there still, but it it, it it's it's warm. It's cozy. I mean, definitely. I mean, it'd be nice, I guess, to have a couple beers. But we definitely took it out that Saturday night. And yeah, we somehow woke up. I somehow woke up at six six thirty. Yeah. Don't know how. Dude, Sam, Sam has this like super thick Minnesotan accent. And Jake and I were sleeping on the second floor. He lives in this big resort house. And he comes. You can hear Sam like at six a.m. kind of trudging up the stairs, and you just hear him yell, "We fishing or we sleeping, boys?" I, I'm just like uh, I. I'm like, oh shit. Uh, I'm I like, all right, I'm up. I I woke up to that because I I slept through my alarm. I would have yep. been so pissed. <laughs> yeah. I'm like well, uh, sleeping. <laughs> well, no, we're ready. We're we're up there to fish, Cammy. Well, I know. Dude, fish. When, you, when you start Two fishing like that hours. over a weekend, it gets addicting. Like, yeah, I yep. bet. like if it's I was fun. doing any other thing in the world, I well, there's a few things that would have gotten me out of bed. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> uh, I would have got Julia Rose. Yeah, if Julia Rose is like, all right, boss man, I'm on the couch. Out. Yep, I'm already up. <laughs> Something else. I don't is give up. a shit if I'm hungry. Um, okay. Puke. 
Moving on. Something the, uh, yeah, something else would be up with Julia Rose. Whoa. It's pretty cool. Boing. <laughs> Dude. I've watched fuck? too much Beavis and Butthead as a kid. It's oh just diluted. I've watched too much everything. I think I do. You've consumed it's, it's too much of life itself. Yes. I've consumed too much life. Way. I could, I, <laughs> you know, well, I look at it as positive. I could die tomorrow and I could pull the Bubba. I've had a good run. I've had a good run. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, no. All right. The buy or sell bit. I'm going to name a few things. It could be a person, place, whatever. It a could, noun. A noun. It could be a verb. It could be, be an a action, verb. Adverb. I didn't think of that. A pronoun. Like you could say like swimming, buy or sell it. All right. Um, anyways, but I'm going to give you guys something or a person or whatever. Looking at it now, I did a bit of a mix. And you're going to tell me if it was like a stock on the stock market other than Dogecoin. Like it could be Dogecoin. Are you going to buy it or are you going to sell it and tell me why? We're going to start tell with you. Why. Damn it. Let's start with you, Cameron. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Patrick Mahomes, are you buying or selling him? By the way, bonus deal, it does come with Jackson and Brittany, who are two fucking annoying people, so you have to take them, too. Uh, I'm buying it because he's, like, the best quarterback. Well, okay, Brady's the best quarterback to ever play, but he is the future of the NFL. But he lost the Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> the dude, you can't deny his talent, and um, anything that involves $500 million, I'm going to buy. If, like, I don't actually have to pay $500 million. Well, no, you got to buy low, sell high. Right. So you want to buy, like, Blake Bortles right now. No, that's not going to work out. It's better but, than Mannion. But, no, I would buy Mahomes. And, honestly, like, his wife and his brother, like, if they come with it, it's fine. Because, like, a lot of people give him shit. But, like, if that was your brother or your husband, like, aren't you going to kind of do the same? You're going to kind of Well, at least them. they're supportive. Right. And you're going to live through but them. Fuck. Like, it would suck to be. There's probably plenty of players who don't even know their parents or right. know their siblings because of bad blood or whatever happens when you get famous. If my brother is the quarterback of the Vikings and I get offered to be on a State Farm commercial with him, I'm not going to say no. Well, yeah, I'm going to cash in on that and become TikTok famous. Why not? Yeah, so I don't blame him at all. I'll I'll take them all. All right. I'm buying. Jake? I'll buy Pat Mahomes. I'll deal with Jackson Mahomes. I'll deal with all of them. But I'll say this. Patrick Mahomes in that Super Bowl, diving down, he was pretty much falling down. He still almost completed that one throw. He was parallel with the ground. Fucking A. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick Amazing. did it better. That's all I'll say. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. Against but the Raiders, that was fucking sick. But, Fuck but, John Gruden. But you know what? Patrick Holmes, I felt bad for him. I, I got I got, I got, got Kirk Cousins vibes out of him. It just, just he was scrambling all over the place. Mm-hmm. But he almost made that throw, and he was practically parallel with the parallel with the ground. Dude, yeah. he was. It was like it, a straight it, line. It's crazy. It bounced off the guy's helmet. But I think I – think, you know, I'll take Jackson Mahomes if I can get a little bit of the, uh, you know, part of his profits from whatever he makes from TikTok. Get some, get some clout from Jackson Mahomes, I'll take it. And then Brittany, I, I can I can put up with, a you know, an attractive female. Um, So I, I'm good with that. Yeah, so uh, and, and Patrick Mahomes seems like a nice guy. I'm a big fan of ketchup myself. So yeah, ketchup let's bit. go it. I, I'll, I'm buying. Yeah, I'm buying Patrick, too. I don't know. I just I figured I threw this one in here because there are people, of course, as always, who are like, oh, was he worth the contract? It's like, dude, Stop when, you, with when, you, when you get hit by three people at the same time and one of them's Ndamukong Sue, it's amazing that he got up after that. Yeah, shit. yeah. I thought he was done. Uh, I and thought shout was... out to Ndamukong Sue for not stepping on Mahomes' head. <laughs> so he's 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 gotten better over the and years. And winning a Super Bowl. All right, second one, buy or sell. This is actually a stock or a, a foreign currency, according to its official investing term. And I gave it away earlier. Dogecoin. Elon Musk is pushing it. I bought 500 shares of it like two weeks ago, and I'm up 30 bucks. Dogecoin, it's a cryptocurrency made from a meme. Cam, you buying or selling it? I mean, I guess I got to say I'm not buying it just because in real life I haven't. 
Oh, um, I suppose. But, but like, the hypothetical buy Right, right, right. No, I get it. But plus right now, I just feel like it's too late. Like, it's up to eight cents. If I were to buy it, I would have bought it when it was like point zero 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 two. Yep, it's an epic. It's an Bitcoin. It, I'm it was telling like, you guys, it was like a one billionaire in two years of a penny. Not two years, like twenty. Yeah, I, we'll and get I there. don't. I also don't have the patience for that shit. Like, I'm not gonna wait twenty years. I'm sorry. Like, I put in money to a penny stock, and that's like start. I've gained like a hundred bucks in two weeks, which is really good. But even yeah. that's too long. Like, I don't have patience for the stock market, so I'm just gonna stay away from it. And it might be like everything else, like. The new trend, like oh, GameStop and all that shit, like that went to the moon, dude. And it, then it if just you goes get back down. if you get too impatient, here's a tip for you because I feel the same way. Buy really long term stocks and just delete the app. Good point. And then but you then can, I forget and, my password. <laughs> well, no, I guess you'll probably forget that you ever maybe even made the account. So yeah, that's and then you're just gonna answer. have millions of dollars sitting some somewhere like, yeah, at some point. Yeah, some, so I was some like, guy's Eric, account. He said he had a marijuana stock. I'm like, you should probably look at that. Oh you yeah, have a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, I, oh, I, I already I, sold. Oh, Eric did. Eric Strack. From oh, yeah. Minnesota yeah. sports fan. He was yeah. like, "Yeah." On the so rundown last week, when marijuana equipment became very popular, I bought a bunch of stock in it. And I haven't looked at it since. Well, like, like ten uh, years ago, fucking do it. It was like in the rise because it was becoming more legal or whatever mm-hmm. around the country. I'm like, yeah. "Yeah, you should look at that." He's like, "Yeah, I don't know." It's like, well, it's like, dude, <laughs> stop. Like, <laughs> I'm. Lo- I would look at like that. It could be millions of dollars sitting there, and you don't even know. Yeah. Like seriously. Yeah. Yeah, Dogecoin, Jake, you buying or selling it? I'm buying because I bought in. I think I bought like 200 shares or something like that. I mean, I'm I might even buy a little more. I don't I don't know, but I, I'm buying it. I I could I'm taking my risk. Like I I think literally it's 200 the, shares like six bucks. Yeah, like, like four <laughs> I'm bucks or some shit. Risk. I'm taking a risk, man. I'm taking I'm an a risk. Investor. I'm an investor. I yeah. <laughs> don't talk that, to that, me that, until that, you buy for, was, foreign currency. It sounds I, like a bubble. Yeah, I'm like I'm in the stock market now. I'm a stock market guy now. He just, That's buy, exactly he just what he buys does. companies because like people talk about them. He's like, I bought Apple today. I'm like, dude, why? Do you have any reason behind that? <clears throat> I have an iPhone. He just lays and goes, <clears throat> I have an iPhone. I'm going to be the next Steve Jobs. I, oh, he's laying like, on the couch. Like, yeah. I bought some random stock. I saw it on a billboard and it looked cool. It looked cool. Yeah. I'm going to become a millionaire. But like, to the credit of Dogecoin, yes, like I bought it because Elon Musk was like, that guy has some serious influence. Yes. When he pushes something like that and Twitter does what it does, I've actually seen it increase pretty well. So, yeah, Dogecoin to the moon, I'm buying it as well. I'm I'm, I'm willing to be patient with it, honestly. I mean, if it's, uh, if it's 20 years, well, then so be it. It's a, it's 20 years that, you know, I could have money. It doesn't hurt me. You know, yeah, yeah. that might be six dollars. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no, but if it, if it blows up like Bitcoin, oh, we're Seriously. fucking rich. You never know, dude. You yeah. never know, man. I bought 500 shares of Dogecoin. You I'm, never know. I'm going to be retired. Dogecoin. Well, see about that. All right. Uh, third one. D'Angelo Russell, otherwise known as D'Lo. I do have to point out that the Timberwolves, you could call this a franchise history team because they did break a franchise record this weekend of allowing the most points in one half. They allowed 83 points against the Oklahoma City Thunder on Saturday. And I don't know, people just bitch about D'Lo a lot and how he doesn't play defense. D'Lo does not play defense. Do you get it? You, get, you got that one, Cam? D'Lo. I didn't laugh. Put him or I fucked that up even. Put him boom. Put him boom. If we had the if we had the if we had the drums yeah. up. Cam, are you buying or selling D'Lo? Uh, that's hard. Um, in this current state, I'm I'm not I'm not buying him, but. Like I feel like like when we got Dilo, we knew that he doesn't play defense. So like, why are we surprised? But he doesn't have Cat right now, and that's a huge difference. And like, he's never been a player that can be a like turn a team around. But so like at this point, I'm not gonna buy it. But he does have potential for me to buy later. Like when we become healthy. And maybe, so you're gonna hold him? Yeah, I'm gonna hold. Um, and like when Anthony Edwards develops more, like Dilo is 
So he's not like a superstar. He's not going to make a team better, but he doesn't suck. He's yeah. like, he's a good player, but he needs people around him, basically. And he wasn't worth waiting in the airport for like fucking hundreds of idiots did at MSP. No, that, that didn't that's make sense. so stupid. But no, I'm not buying yet, but I definitely might in the future. Jake. Well, speaking of the Wolves, they're actually, as we're recording this, they're losing by 14 to the Mavericks, so no no surprise Jesus there. Christ. So, Mark no, Cuban. Mar- the Mark Cuban bet. He's uh, the dun, dun, Shark Tank. Uh, no, so I'm a... Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. All right, anyways. Dude, fuck, yeah. Fucking Timberwolves. They, uh... <laughs> the damn Timberwolves. I'm selling D-Lo. The Timberwolves? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm the Timberwolves? I, I mean, I, I would just... Oh, the Timberwolves the Timberwolves aren't going to the bubble. They ain't going to the playoffs. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you're damn right, Stephen A. They are staying, they're staying <laughs> they're, home. No, they're, for a good reason. They should not even... If they if they, if they allowed 24... Like, if the Timberwolves were the 24th team, like, just no. Just make it 23. Just stop. Just Jake, stop no. that shit. No, but I, I'm, I'm selling them. And people act... Okay, so yeah, he doesn't play defense, but like... Doesn't like 80, 90% of the NBA not play defense? I mean, it's during the regular season, especially that's like. A good, that's a bit, though. It It's a bit. But, or is it fact? Fact or bit? No, but uh, but bits can be fact. <laughs> I don't know. Fact or fiction, facts or bit. Paranormal files. Anyways, Paranormal files. Yeah. But uh, no, I'm, I'm selling them. I, I think that he's overhyped, and the Timberwolves, if they're. If they're I'm, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on the, the bandwagon of they cannot literally do anything. The way the NBA is set up, they have to have fucking superstars like, yep. you know, Kevin Durant, LeBron James-like players on the team. They can't have these half-ass D-Lo guys on the team surrounded by half-ass players and a cat that doesn't even want to play here. He's injured. I It's 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 a mess. They need to get rid of the coach. They need to get, Ryan, get rid of Ryan Saunders. Just fucking sell everything. Sell so- We'll never get those superstars because I don't know if you've stepped outside today, but yeah. it is like negative yeah. 300 and degrees and no, nobody wants to but, play. But but I have said there's a scenario that I'm not a sports expert, so you can't come after me if it doesn't happen. But if it does happen, I was the first one to say it. Uh, if Bronny Jr., right, is that LeBron's kid who's like yep. super good? When he enters the NBA draft in two years, it that's when LeBron's contract is up. He yep. will go where his son goes so they Correct. can play together, which is going to be awesome. But – what if the Timberwolves keep sucking? They keep being part of the draft lottery, and we hit gold again on number one pick. And we draft Bronny. He's going to have to come here. He's going to be forced Tank. to do it, or he's going to have to thank for Bronny. Tank he's going to have to go against everything that that he said he's been going to do. But he's he's I don't care. I mean, he's got to know his son's going to get drafted to a shitty team. It could be like the That's Ken Griffey how it works. Ken yes. Griffey, Ken Griffey Jr. Griffey so perfect. In an alternative scenario, and basketball fans, I don't give a shit if you come after me because I'm not a sports expert. I'm just a guy. It could happen. You're that, but do you we think we could get LeBron James through this crazy scenario? I feel I feel like he would he would he would go to thirty one or no? Excuse <laughs> me. There's there's he would there's go to every team. There's thirty teams. He would go to twenty nine of the teams he'd get drafted to, except for one. It'd be the Timberwolves. He's like ah, I'm good. No. I'll let him play. Or by the himself. Supersonics because they don't or the, exist or anymore. The Supersonics exactly. The, the we're, Vancouver we're, Grizzlies. The, yeah. the Timberwolves are just as present. The rainy City bitch pigeons. The rainy City bitch pigeons. <laughs> Chicago, pigeons. Seattle's next basketball. Team. Well, yeah, we're gonna. We wanted the hockey team to be named that, but there's still the option with the NBA team. So let's fucking do it. Well, the Timberwolves, the bitch pigeons, like it'd be, it'd be you know fitting for them when they the, move like, over. The Pelicans. The Pelicans. Yeah. Ooh, the bitch pigeons. Pelicans two point I think Pelicans are just the funniest looking birds. So like when have they change seen... their name to the Pelicans, I just can't stop. Laughing. Have you seen ridiculous. their mascot? Is that no Pelican? fucking guy belongs in Monsters Inc. <laughs> he is terrifying. Like if crazy. I was a little kid and saw that, I would cry immediately. Yeah, it's like oh. gritty, dude. Gritty with the Philly oh, Flyers the is eyes. so bad. We'll dude, have to throw it like a concept of that. Like, it's so bad. Who, yeah. who, 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 
some of these mascots, like that, the Pelican and all that shit, like who sits in a marketing room and r- draws this up and approves this shit? It makes no sense. Yeah, good question. It's um, just like what? <laughs> yeah, for the buy or sell bit with D'Lo, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you, Jake. I'm just gonna sell the whole team to Vegas. Yep, that'll be fun, and sell them by March so we can go the down Las there. Las Vegas and, Supersonics, yeah. yep. or you sell it to Seattle. Um, Either or, we're good. Oh my God! Can't oh, it's like a, a it's like a evil version, like a punk version of Donald Duck. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's like dude. it's it's like if Donald it, Duck got into drugs and then Duck, like got his hair haircut and started listening to like Green got, Day went on crack. If if he went to Mardi Gras, <laughs> yeah, if Donald Duck went to Mardi, dude, that's terrifying. It looks like someone customized it on a video game. Like I'm gonna create my mask up for my custom. Team. I'm gonna make the weirdest, drink, ugliest mesh of and you colors get high and hairstyles that I just don't. You could you. Ugh. That these concepts are terrible, hilarious. They, they should have just done a full blown pelican, and the funniest thing, dude, is the mouth. How it's just or the neck, just or, or, or oh, it's it's actually the bottom beak, right? That's so fat. Yeah, it looks yeah. like there's a basketball. That doesn't even there. look like a pelican. They well, should have just used a real it pelican. Looks like his tongue, dude. Oh, massive. that is disturbing. <laughs> what the fuck? That looks like a fucking like Chuck E. Cheese character. Like that you that's see in what robotic. kids see in their nightmares. That's what they just see. Just like gritty. Um. Okay. Fourth one on here for buy or sell. Parks in Minneapolis. They're uh, they're allowed to be topless now. Women are. Uh, and you know what? I agree with this because as someone who is allowed legally to wave my gut in the wind, why can't a woman take off her top if that's what she wants to do? It's all about gender equality. Every right. Here. So, Cam, with that change in Minneapolis, are you buying or selling Minneapolis parks? Is it, like, creepy to say yes? No. To buy? Well, you're you're supporting the cause, so yeah. no. So, I will buy. I'll go to Minneapolis Dude, parks. you're fucking weird. <laughs> you're a weirdo. You're a weirdo. It's not something that I'm going to frequent, but like, if I happen to be walking down Lake Nakomis and I see a pair of boobs, then fuck it. I well, that's her choice. A pair of boobies. Yeah. That's her choice. choice her boobs, her choice. I'm yeah. in. Okay. I'm going to go jogging around Lake Nakomis Dude, more often. Stop. I'm just joking. <laughs> I don't even know whose voice that was, but that wasn't mine. <laughs> No, yours. trust me, that was my voice, but I don't even know who I was imitating. You so do jog, it wasn't me. so you kind of hit do. both so boxes I, 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 could, I could go out there. That would be weird. Oh, there's going to be, oh, dude. You're weird for No, me. actually, the girls, will, they, they might be like, oh, my God, park. is that Kirk Cousins? The, like, and it, it, don't look down, don't look down. Time. Julie would be upset. Ju- Julie would be upset if I look down. Yeah, so you don't want to be, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't be running here anymore. Just close your eyes and hope you're on the path. Yep. All right. Are you buying or selling parks, Kirk? I'm buying I am. I'm. I'm. Oh, Kirk. Uh, I'm definitely buying buying the parks. Uh, but I, you know, I'm have to sell. Uh, Julie would want me to do that. Um, I, the only park in my heart is is her and 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 Lord Jesus Christ. So <laughs> she's a park. Um, no, she's my park. Oh, believe me, I've 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 uh, I've ridden on every swing and uh, jogged around that park <laughs> oh a few times. God, uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> I've sat on every bench. I've sat on every bench. I've got. I've fed there. every duck. I fed every duck. Jesus Christ! It, it's been it's it's been it's been an adventure. Oh. Uh, no, but uh, I'm I'm buying those parks yeah. uh, my, myself. I'm buying. Them. That's just no. It's 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 it should be free. They should be able to. Women should be yeah. able to wear no shirts. Well, just like the I dudes. guess. Fuck it. That was already legal to do for them in in like the streets of Minneapolis, like on sidewalks. Well, I guess it was legal before. That's later. weird. Uh, yeah, because you, you, you wrote you a blog. So why yeah. weren't why weren't parks? Yeah, I wrote a blog on it, so, so I had to do so, the research. Why weren't parks part of that? So sidewalk. Oh my god! And he was here to break down the there's whole. There's a lot of little so kids. So my theory. Oh, oh yeah. I yeah, guess. yeah. You're right. I guess there's. Well, so that no. was that was a whole counter argument to this. It was like, what about children? Like a decent exposure. They're just nips. There. Yeah, I would say there Everyone's are there are, there are worst probably scenes that- of oh, like guys that have taken their shirts off that really probably shouldn't take their shirts off that children have oh, seen. Oh, like, like Bubba and O'Connell Park. Like people Park. like Bubba. Yes. <laughs> ESPN the body. Like, yep. 
Yeah, there's people like that that should not have it. Yeah, I think it's fine. Like kids can see that. I guess. I mean, well, it's, it's the same. They're, they're gonna all see it at some point anyway. They're gonna see right. it anyway. And it's not like people are walking around with their pants off. Like that'd be no. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. Like, that's, that's not. Yeah, no, I'm, that's horrible. I'm gonna that's agree with you guys. I'm buying. I love the idea of freedom and not telling people what to do. Freedom. So I'm, I'm all, I'm America. all for America. America, <laughs> fuck yeah! All right, you might see a lot more people in the trees with binoculars, but <laughs> Andy might finally move from Wisconsin now. Yeah, he uh, might, he might get out of that state for that. Dateline. Yeah, oh, if he was here, man, he might, he well, maybe brutal. It might be good. He's not here. So my whole thing on this is... All right. Before this goes any further, we're going to cut to our interview with Kevin Gork from FSN after a quick break. Hey, guys. Kirk Cousins here. I just want to wish everybody a happy Super Bowl Sunday. I'm out here on the lake ice fishing. Just like JJ, we're slaying. We're catching everything. Um, Excited for the Super Bowl today. I kind of wish we were in it, but unfortunately we're not. Just uh, blessed to be alive again, but very excited to watch Patrick and Jackson Mahomes and uh, also Patrick's Slightly attractive, annoying-ass girlfriend, uh, but let's have a good day today. Hopefully catch some more fish out here, and let's have a good Super Bowl. God bless, Kirk Cousins. We want to welcome you guys back to It's a Bit. We have a very special guest joining us today. We got Kevin Gorg, sideline reporter for Fox Sports North. He's with the Wild, the Twins. If you've ever turned on your TV and watched any Minnesota sports game, Kevin's been on it. Kevin, it's great to have you here. How you doing? Boys, we're doing good. You know, it's a little break in the wild season here, so it's uh, not what we want, but it's certainly not unexpected. And, you know, we're going to get back to it here hopefully in a week or so. And, and it, you know, we just we're kind of getting into kind of the rhythm of the season. So it's a little disjointed now. We're about a fifth of the way through the year. Lots of great hockey in front of us, and hopefully they can get the boys healthy and get back on the ice soon. I was going to say, for those of you who have been watching us, you know, for a while, we, we did our soda stream back in May. Uh, Kevin was on it. I think the my favorite thing that you said about yourself was that you're like an exact replica of George Costanza from Seinfeld. That's the one, that's sadly, the one but, that stuck with me. Sadly, it's true. And anyone who knows me, I have some tendencies with his personality too. So uh, it, it's it's all in good fun. And it's just one of the realities of kind of the world we live in because I work with a bunch of guys like LaPanta that are obsessed with Seinfeld. So it tends to come up once in a while. Are there, are there days like it's it's early morning, people are just – it's kind of the Monday morning feels and you walk in with all this high energy and people are like, not, not today, Kevin, not today. <laughs> I don't know. Has that I, ever happened? Oh yeah. Cause you know, a lot of times when, when I get to the rank, like before COVID times, we'd all be at Tria and there's a media room there where people are got you know, they get the laptops going, they're on a conference call and you know, I'm coming barging in. I know Bob Kurtz and Tom Reed sometimes have just about enough of me and it gets even worse on the airplane because I sit with Dan Myers and he talks oh. as much as I do. And we obsess over fantasy golf and fantasy football and Bob Kurtz at, in every uh, flight we've been on with Bob, there's a point where he gets the soundproof headphones on and tells us just to shut the hell up. <laughs> oh. Well, I was going to say you and uh, you and Dan did our fantasy league and Dan was like the number one shit talker out of anybody. Like any, anytime he loves it. And anytime you got beat by anyone got beat by you guys, he always had some clever thing to come up with, you know, whether he's making fun of your name. I think for us, it was like your guys' name is 10,000 points, 10,000 takes, but you can't even put up 100 points. And I mean, you just have to take it. Not on Twitter either. Well, like you just got to go with it. And he gets after those bar down beauties, too. You know, I yeah. felt bad for, for Jesse and Alexa because they, you know, they, he really got after those two. Yeah. 
And it was they were easy targets. Their team was awful. I think they, they were bad. I think Chris Long and Darren Wolfson from uh, KSTP took last because they were trying to be the guys who were smarter than everyone by taking like all these sleepers. And they ended up just picking a bad team. Just bomb. I mean, what was our <laughs> record? Were we like five hundred? Uh, we were middle of the road. There was a there was a vote in our group chat about removing me as team manager, but I think it I don't think it passed, so I got to keep my job. You live for another year, and you can redeem yeah. yourself next year. That's the beauty of fantasy football is in most leagues you're not stuck with the bad picks you make unless you're in a yeah. dynasty league. So you can just kind of wipe the slate clean yep. and redeem yourself that next year. Yeah, we're not going to pull a Detroit Lions situation, so we should be fine. No. Well, Kevin, was who was, who was the, uh, I guess, the general manager of the fantasy team? Was it you or Dan? I feel like I feel like – I feel like it was you behind the scenes, but then Dan was like the front-facing guy that was just you know talking shit and yeah. just going off on people. He was the face. Well, he definitely was the the general manager of the operation, and so that allowed him maybe to puff that chest out once in a while. But yeah, I, I'm a big believer, especially in fantasy, you got to be real careful with that because you know what comes around goes around, and as soon as you start chirping, one of your guys is going to you know twist an ankle or tear an ACL, and then next thing you know. Uh, you're on the wrong end of the of the backlash. So I, I'm not yep. big on the whole smack talk until the, the dust settles. But Dan, he plays from a different deck of cards than I do, and he gets right after it. Part of the fun for him is to have that smack talk, and he he does it well. But no, I, I we talk on a daily basis behind the scenes about who we liked, our lineups, yeah. and he does the same thing during our fantasy hockey season with the, the Fox Sports North crew, and he definitely takes lead vocals on that. I'm much more into fantasy <laughs> golf than I am fantasy hockey, and so he really kind of runs the show. Shit talking and then getting it thrown back in your face. No one knows that better than Tyreek Hill. Nope. Last night. Oh, yeah. Oh, Antoine man. Winfield Field Jr. gave him the peace sign in the Super Bowl. Peace sign, baby. How about that? And the, the picture of <laughs> how it started and how it's going, and you flash back yep. to that, that game during the regular season where I think Hill had over 200 yards in the first quarter. And yeah. he did the peace sign on one of his touchdowns, and Winfield was seen kind of chasing him. And then uh, the backlash, when it really, you know mattered most during the Super Bowl, was Winfield got the payback uh, last night, which was kind of funny. That was just an yeah. ad mic drop. It was the game that mattered too. So it's like, dude, like peace out. Like I, we're 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 beating you in the Super Bowl. But like I I love uh I love that Antoine Winfield got a ring, and then you see like Tyler Johnson get a ring. It's just incredible. Like on the rookie, the rookie seasons, you watch these guys in you know in Minnesota, and Antoine Winfield being the son of Antoine Winfield, who was you know an amazing player with the Vikings as well. Like it was just so incredible to see those guys win a Super Bowl. It was amazing. Yeah. When uh, Jonas Prodine dropped the f bomb on TV, Here we go. yeah, <laughs> I was like immediately. I was like, I wonder if Kevin Gorg is laughing on the other side of this. Well, like, what's your reaction when a guy does that? Well, to be honest, if I'm next to him, it's probably a different reaction. But yeah. because of the way we're set up now, even for home games, the players are down in that tunnel behind the bench, and I'm up in the uh, the the main concourse. And so I, I thought I heard something, but then when he paused and said, "Oops, sorry," then I knew I heard something. And <laughs> like, oh, at said. that point. You know, you're just trying to keep the thing on the rails, and it was so surprising because of who I was talking to. There's about ten other guys I would have thought in that locker room that might have slipped, not Brodine. And then you're just hoping that you can continue the conversation without embarrassing the guy. And then after, of course, I get back. Um, you know, I was kind of in the bleachers doing that interview. I get back to my little station up there with my monitor. My phone's blowing up. All my buddies are texting, and you see the video on Twitter, and you're like, "Holy cow!" And you know, again, it's 10:30 at night. Nobody wants that to happen 
Uh, We're feeding that thing live to the truck. It was an honest mistake. He's a great kid, but it's one of those moments where you'll never forget it because uh, like Anthony next to Burt Blylevin in that twins pregame about two decades ago, uh, when he had to say, Burt, we're live. uh, That's a big one. The F word's a big one. We literally go back to that gaff. Like, would you say daily? It's it's like it's like a inside joke here. That, it's oh we're live. I didn't know that. We just say it all the time. It's so bad. So well, good. I I wrote a uh, I wrote a blog a couple weeks ago called the Island of Misfit Sports Announcers, and he was he was one of the five on there for that gaff. But I'm like, but I, I did mention like that's just legendary. You yeah, say the F word on TV, and you're suspended and for one, two, or three survived. games. He survived. If you score a game winning goal in overtime, you can say that on TV. <laughs> that was yeah. such an awesome Especially goal. You get so pumped night. for those games. It was. Well, yeah. it was such a magical night too. They wore the retro versers and the North Star colors on the ice, and you know the Avalanche had buried them the night before, and just the way that game played out with all the wild players that were missing in action with the injuries, and so yeah, to see them come back and and bounce back with an effort like that, and then to see you know the Wild, who let's not forget in the last couple of years couldn't even buy a win in overtime, never let the Avalanche touch the puck, and you know Brodeen ends up getting that winner. So you're right. We're going to give him a pass on that for sure. Yeah. I, I doubt it'll ever happen again because I know he got a bunch of grief from the guys when he got back to the room. But uh, it's all it's all in good fun for sure. Well, well, I look at positive for for the game of hockey. I think a lot of people stereotype these hockey players in post game interviews as just the odd guys, like uh, you know, very dull, boring. Well, yeah, there's he, no. I didn't he hear broke, any us. I didn't hear no, any us. He said he he, he dropped an f bomb. He made, he made it a little unique. He made, he made, it, really enter- he made it entertaining. <laughs> yeah, he did. And I think um, for people that, that tune into the post-game show, they're trying to get the access that we don't get when the games are on national TV. I watched a game uh, right before the, the shutdown here with the COVID, and you know I love watching NBCSN. I think their broadcasters do a phenomenal job. But if you're a Wild fan specifically, which I clearly am, the game gets over and you don't get to hear from the coach. You don't get to hear from one of the key players. You don't get to go inside the locker room and – so, yeah, the access that we're lucky enough to have at, at Fox Sports North, to have that relationship where whether it's a win or a loss, they're going to bring us a guy after the game to talk about it. Um, and sometimes that might happen, but it, I think it's the, you know, the, the real factor of how quick we do it after the game. And we try to do it live. We try to make it, you know, as spontaneous as possible, nothing scripted. And, you know, we don't want that to go on the air clearly, especially if kids are staying up late to watch. But uh, yeah. the reality of the situation is there's nothing we could have done about it that night. You're, I know you had just mentioned too, like he's the last player you would think would would drop that. Like all the wild players, who's like who's the first? Who, who, who would, <laughs> he's the first one. Like I, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think who would be the guy. Who would be the guy in the wild you could think of? Could you think of that? Well, I mean, that would do something. The two that would most have vocal guys that might slip would probably be Felino and Dumba. These guys are always talking, right? And when yeah. you're always talking and trying to fire the guys up, you know, we've all been around a locker room or two in our day. Oh yeah, that word does once in a while come up at, at a lot oh, of different. Yeah. So I would guess Felino or Dumba might let it slip. Not that they're you know walking around as potty mouths, but you know, when no. you're around the rink and you're in your natural environment, it does fly once in a while. So I wouldn't have been Brodeen. Uh, well, he um he's a guy that you know again a lot of these guys that come over um you know in English was was for him and and all the interviews it was a little bit of a an adjustment when he first got to the NHL. I look back at the guy that we first had when we drafted yeah. him to who he is now and how much more colorful he is now, uh, just how more laid back he is now doing these interviews. To me, I'll, I'll take it as him feeling really good and really comfortable after a win. And yeah. it, and then he had a little giggle about it, and it was kind of fun. 
Uh, yeah, and you mentioned Felino doing it. I mean, we're talking about the same guy who dropped gloves, like basically when the puck dropped again that game against. Was yeah. it uh, was it L.A.? I think it was no, L.A. It was, Great yeah, moment. Yeah, exactly. Top Every player moment. talked about the impact that, that that play had on their emotion that night because, again, they were a team looking to find some identity on home ice. It's so different now for these guys because they got so spoiled over the years playing in front of the – 18, 19,000 fans that are there every single night. And now to come out to an empty rink, you could see the Wild were having a hard time finding that early energy in the games. And so Polino took it upon himself to provide that. The coaching staff talked about it. Dean Everson referenced that in his post-game presser. And every player we've talked to um, after the game mentioned how that got the bench going. So kudos to him for doing that. He's such a, a great leader behind the scenes for this hockey team, such an emotional leader. Uh, to get the guys going. And that time he sacrificed uh, himself to go out there and, and yes, drop the mitts, which I know some people don't love, but yeah. I, I thought it played a huge role in that game. And I think it was a big factor in the wild getting the two points. On this topic, can you imagine like someone like Jared Spurgeon, like dropping an F-bomb in a post-game interview, just like this super quiet guy? Off. It'd be like, whoa, Ooh. are pigs flying now? Like, yeah. he's just such a yeah, what world do we live calm in dude. It's like, he's thing. so soft-spoken. You might not be able to hear it. I mean, Jared really, he does take that, you know, very cerebral, think about what I'm going to say, and very soft-spoken. So I, I would say if Brodeen was one of the last, I would say Spurgeon might be the last that would let yeah. that one fly. Uh, just one more thing. And while we're on the topic of, like, wild players, have you spoken with Kaprizov? Have you have you had been able to talk with him at all? Through a translator, yeah. We've had a couple of Zoom conversations where, like, we're sitting here right now with you guys. He's yeah. on the screen, and then just to his right – is his translator. We're able to, you know, ask him a question. We can even throw in something fun. And then right away, the translator, you know, puts it to him in Russian. He answers it and then we get it back from the translator. So it's a little broken up, but he's got a great sense of humor and never stops smiling. We, we got to talk to him one of the times after game number one, where he had scored the overtime winner. I don't think he stopped smiling during the entire <laughs> interview. I don't think he had touched his hair because it looked like he had just rolled out of bed to get ready for morning skate the next day, but it was hilarious. Well, in the game, then that helmet. Yep. The, the captain's the, the, helmet. The straws in mm-hmm. it. And he's yep. like, Love it. What do you say? He's like, go team. The, I think every guy at some point says, let's keep it going. And I think he was told or coached up a little bit to at, the, at some point say, you know, okay, go team. All right, let's keep it going, boys. And yeah. then the room just explodes, of course. They just roar behind him. It's great. Uh, more more goals and more success for sure. That's That all translates. Uh, mm-hmm. Going back to the Super Bowl, Kevin, wild stat for you. Did you know that you have something in common with Tom Brady? Well, it's not my looks, um, so and I never won seven titles, so I can't imagine what it would be. Uh, sure. You both won an MVP for a team named the Buccaneers. Is that is that true? <laughs> that is true. I, I played for uh, the Des Moines Buccaneers in 1986. Nicely done. Uh, mm-hmm. Good get right there. And, and Great journalism uh, we, there. Very good journalism. Yep. I think we won eight out of the 74 games that year, so I did. I saw an awful lot of rubber. Um, yep. It was great for my my development, honestly, because coming from high school where I played at Burnsville and played on a really good team, I wasn't tested. When I got down there, it was baptism by fire, and and I loved my year in Des Moines. I loved playing in the USHL. Uh, The league was great then. It's just gone to a completely different level now, so – well done, you guys. That was very yeah. impressive. The Bucks. It's a great like, bit, though. It's a, I have it, something in common with Tom Brady. I can't say I do. <laughs> Other than we're both human beings in America, maybe. Like, it, yeah, exactly. it's definitely not looks. And, <laughs> and how about that guy, though? I mean, just it, it's an amazing oh story, and I think someday we're going to look back, you know, 10, 15, 20 years down the road. Right now it's probably just because it's right in front of us, but the level of greatness that this guy has provided year in and year out 
Uh, it's just amazing to me. And, and one player can make that much of a difference if it's the right player. It can be a goaltender in hockey. It certainly can be a quarterback in football. And Tampa Bay, if he's not there this year, probably ends up 9-7 and seven with Jamie Winston and probably misses the playoffs. But there they are. Uh, they were the best team down the stretch. They got hot. They won all those road games in the playoffs. And, you know, just watching him execute uh, his toil at a high level when the pressure's on every single time he answers the bell. Um, it's just a remarkable player to watch. And I was drawn to the NBA as a kid because of Michael Jordan. And even yeah. though I love football and I love fantasy football, uh, Tom Brady is a reason to watch games like yesterday. Even if you have, I had no rooting interest. I didn't dislike either team. I didn't like, you know, either team. Uh, it just was a game I wanted to watch because it's Super Bowl. but then you're just drawn in by Brady and that storyline at age 43. And it's just incredible. Well, and it's all the people that said he made a mistake, that this was the end of his career, that he was passing the torch to Mahomes. We see it with our own eyes, and it's like, shit, man, we're seeing history. Like, I, who knows if there will ever be a player like him again. I mean, people want to say Mahomes, but how can we prove that? You know, I don't you think anyone know. comes close to what he's done. And I thought the line of the week was the Monday before the Super Bowl. They're doing something like this. So normally, you know, media day slash media night, the the hound of reporters kind of gathers around the players and they put all the microphones there and they talk to the guys. And this year, because of COVID, they had the guys in a room with a tarp that said Super Bowl 55 on it. And so they asked Tom Brady first question, well, what's this like for you? And he goes, well, it's really different. I'm just in a room talking to a laptop. He goes, in the other nine times I came to the Super Bowl, <laughs> I was with you fine people. And I oh thought that was God. just a subtle jab at everybody like, yeah, this is the 10th time we've done this. Half of his career. Hey, he's won more Super Bowls than the than the leading teams in gen, like that have won yeah, total Super he's Bowls. Won like more, Pittsburgh and, he's won more Super Bowls than an entire team organization. It's insane. It'll never be touched. I, I just I can't yeah. imagine anybody else uh, doing what he's done. And the fact that he was a middle to late round draft pick, kind of uh, an afterthought on draft day, and he turned into this makes the story that much better. So incredible. Well, well, Kevin, speaking of Tom Brady, I mean, you are a Tom Brady-like figure at Burnsville High School. I mean, you won a title ah, there as, yeah. as gold. T- it's one of, like, one of our only two titles there. Like, as a as a Burnsville graduate, like, you, like, I mean, you're at a plaque up on, like, you have a picture up, like, on, in the halls of Burnsville. I don't know if you know that. But, like, yeah. people talk about you as, like, you have legendary status there. I think the further away you get from 1985, the the year that I was lucky enough to be the goalie on that team, the better the stories get. I know the reality of it, and I know how good that team was. There were a lot of goalies they could have thrown in that crease and it would have been a, a part of a title, but it it's fun. And I got to play for a legendary coach in Tom Osiki. It was the first time Burnsville had ever won the tournament, which is something uh, we talked about through, throughout the entire season. And to quote the great Bill Parcells, when he won his first Super Bowl, he looked at his team in the locker room after the game got over and, and gave that emotional speech where at the end of it says, no matter what happens from here to eternity, they can never say you weren't good enough to win this. And I think for all of us growing up in Burnsville, dreaming about getting to the tournament, dreaming about uh, winning the tournament. Um, it, I tell kids this all the time when I talk to high school teams and college teams, there isn't a day that goes by in my life where at least for 30 seconds, whether it's a song on the radio uh, driving through downtown St. Paul. There's just every day there's maybe one moment where I have a quick little flashback to that season and how much fun it was. And uh, it's just, it's, it's one of those experiences. You just feel so blessed to be a part because it's the kids you grew up with. It's the guys that, that you had sleepovers with when you were playing knee hockey. And 
uh, all the experiences through squirts and peewees and bantams and trying to figure out, you know, who is going to stay the course, who's going to be a part of the varsity. And then you talk about it forever. You know, we want to go win the tournament and then to go out there and do it with your buddies. Um, you know, I, I tell kids all the time, if you're good enough and, and, and a lot of kids have to think, you know, okay, do I go play juniors? Do I go here? If you're good enough, you're going to get there. And I think, you know, talking to Nick Bugstead, talking to Kyle Rao and some of these guys that had opportunities to leave early, I think the majority of these guys get it. It's, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. You're never going to get anything like that playing pro hockey or anywhere else. The state tournament stands on its own. It's epic. And uh, we felt pretty lucky to be a part of it. Well, not away from like the Exo Energy Center, but like you guys wanted at the Met Center, right? Civic Center. Civic so Center. We, oh, yeah, Civic we played Center. our right. Yeah, we played our sectional games Same at point. the Met Center, and so our section semifinal and our section final were at the Met Center, and then the the tournament itself was at the Civic Center yep. with the clear boards. Um, it's old school, but uh, same property. So every time I drive to go work a, a wild game, uh, it yeah. does bring back just a little bit some of those memories of downtown St. Paul. You're like mapping on that piece of property. I wanted. I won a state championship. See, I never. Time. I never got to experience anything like that. Neither my school or none of the teams I played on. I was just a fourth spot varsity golfer. It's like the fourth line grinder type spot. We made it to sectionals one year, but never made never made state even. So you know, I'm always jealous of people who have, who've gotten to experience that. And Jake, as a sieve, you're. You're a sieve, so you never made it to anything really either. No, no, I grew up playing goal. I was too much of a sieve, so I didn't get there. <clears throat> He's a little too did, leaky, Kevin. Did, was 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 sieve a turn back? That a turn back? That oh, then? oh yeah. Even in the eighties, oh, I feel like it's oh. been around forever. But I'm there. Were there any ones that died like back in the in the old days yeah, that like, people don't use good. anymore for a bad goalie? Well, I think there's some chance that died, but sieve has always been universal. Um, I, I think that. Uh, you look at some of the, the, the basic ones that we got spirit. Yes, we do. We got spirit. How about you? That one's lived on from the seventies through the eighties and all the way to where we are now. The U G L Y you ain't got no alibi somehow has died Iconic. and they should bring that back. Yeah. Our, our high school is when there's like a minute left in the third period and you know, you're up by however many goals, everyone in the student section grabs their keys and starts jangling them. Like there's that one, <laughs> there's, there's warm up the bus. That was always a Love good the one. Love the warm up the bus. I, that's a good one, actually. Yep. yep, and you know it's cold in the winter time, so that bus has to be warm. I mean, that's got to warm it up. Yeah, it's you got to warm that bus up for sure. And there was always the pure classic that our high school would always shut down immediately. Bullshit, bullshit. Yep, right, not, the yeah. not kid friendly. No, not kid friendly. So they would shut it down. We had that one sure. going too. Oh, it, yeah. it does sneak its way back in there when there's ever a, a controversial yeah. call, especially come sectional time. An elevator, elevator. We got the shaft. That's a good one. I never use that. That's pretty <laughs> now, good, though. The I school never... shut that down really fast, but it was a good bit for a little while. It's a good while. bit. I, I yep. missed that one. That's good. That's a good one. That's new. Yep. There should just be, we should write a blog on it, like the best hockey chance yeah, to ever, like ever exist. God, who knows how many of them are even allowed anymore? Like, I remember our school did a whole memo, like, announcement on, yeah, kids aren't allowed to say these following lines. It was basically anything where we shit on the other team, and it's, we basically, as a student body, we're like, we're not going to do that, so... Well, well Wisconsin has that song that they sing to the goalies. Remember they used to sing that Stauber is a great big sieve, great big sieve, great big sieve. Stauber is a great big sieve. He lets the puck go by. And they go, oh, the whole, like the whole student section just get into it and they'd be roaring. And yeah. yeah. So I like when schools get creative like that and get the whole group involved. Yeah. It's, 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 well, I remember back at the U um, we gotten, well, like, okay. So high school is different. So I feel like they're a lot more strict on the, on you can't get away with a lot, but I remember back at the U, we were in the student section for a basketball game, and Bo Ryan was still a coach at Wisconsin, 
And it immediately in the first minute of the game, just students said, "Fuck Bo Ryan!" Oh yeah, just oh, whole, no. whole student section was just. And I'm I'm going into it because like, naturally I'm be emotional. Honest, that, the program died with Bo Ryan. Oh yeah, for sure. I've and then single team that good since s- Bo Ryan left. Some big security guard came up and he just was like. Any more people doing those chances getting kicked out? Well, then you're kicking out you're kicking out the whole student section yeah. at that point because everybody's doing it. Everybody, everybody's doing it. Like you can't. But it's yeah, they're definitely. I feel like forty Dude, years ago they weren't as strict on cutting down on that. But it's like now they're like yeah. I went to uh, I went to college yeah. at North Dakota and like talking Ooh. to some players that I'm friends with now who played when I was at college. They said like looking up in our student section, it wasn't so much of that. But it was like people passed out or like throwing up, needing to be like car- carried out by security. So it was more like self-inflicted damage. But I mean, we did the the classic sieve, sieve, sieve. I mean, you get twelve thousand people chanting that. I mean, it would get to me as a goalie. Pretty intimidating. I'm not it, it gets. It's pretty intimidating when you get that many people involved in it. And yeah, you know, just watching college hockey up in in North Dakota and that atmosphere and those fans. Um, it's always raucous. That building is as good as it gets. Um, basically, the hockey team runs the year up there. I mean, the whole year revolves oh, yeah. around the success or failure of that hockey team. And I've been up there a handful of times, and I haven't spent a bad minute watching hockey at the Ralph. It is just spectacular, man. Going no. back to kind of the fans, you're right. Like when Casey Middlestack came up to play, like the whole Casey Middlestack can't do a pull up. Like that was like right behind our goalie. So like every time that That's kid funny. would look at the goalie, he was reading that line. And I think he didn't even play the second game. He said like he was sick or something. And I'm like, I think we might have gotten to him. Like this is like an 18 year old kid. I wouldn't be able to handle the Grand that. Forks flu. He had the Grand <laughs> Forks flu, I guess. Right. Just sucks. They don't play as often anymore. I like, know. It's just, they come back. Yeah, they came. I yeah, miss it. They came I, back. I do. It's best rivalry in college hockey. You know, and yeah. I have been worked uh, well over a decade at the WCHA Final Five in the old format. When you got a, a Friday night or a Saturday night matchup with North Dakota and Minnesota, that was as good as it got for me as a hockey fan. It didn't. It, you just can't get at any level. You can't get more hatred, more intensity, more passion on the ice, more passion with the coaching staff. I remember Haxtell at one point flipped off our camera during one of those North Dakota, Minnesota games. I mean, that brought out the absolute most intense feelings in everybody involved. Yeah. Uh, I miss those matchups. Kind, kind of shifting gears here. I mean, we've established before, and I, I, we, we all kind of know that you're, you're a big movie buff. You're, yep. you love movies. I gotta ask. I do. Have, have you seen recently? Have you seen any movies worth talking about that are? iconic or anything new you've seen that is worth yeah. worth the watch just over the weekend i went to a movie called our friend and dakota johnson is the lead actress she is um she's been diagnosed with terminal cancer and it's the story of her husband casey Affleck, and their best friend jason siegel and they've grown up and had this friendship forever and she's dying they have two little kids and jason comes to stay with the family and you, you, it's, a, it's an emotional movie, but it's a really good movie. And it's nice to see, as we're slowly starting to get a little bit back to normal, Hollywood start to put out uh, some new content. The week before, um, I, I saw a movie called The Little Things, which I know people can watch at home as well, but it, it was at the theaters for the first time with Denzel Washington. Also, if you like a crime drama, outstanding yeah. movie. So our friend... 
and The Little Things are two movies I've seen in the last, I don't know, seven to 10 days. And they're both excellent movies and worth your time. Yeah. Number one movie in America. Number one movie in America this summer, Denzel Washington. There it is. There's the voice. I like the movie voice. There's really not a movie with Denzel. No, I I was going to say. It's pretty hard. I can't think of one. The Equalizer. Uh, is uh, remember the Titans was a good one with him. If yeah, you're a football Titans. fan, is it flight where he fl- flies the plane upside yes. down? So oh yeah, like he's like an alcoholic, and then unstoppable. He's got, yeah, he's he's on the train. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he's got good so Denzel many good ones. movies. This is a shot on the dark, but your all-time like Mount Rushmore of movies is Goodfellas on it. It's got to be in the mix. Uh, Goodfellas okay. is one of my favorite uh, movies of that genre for sure. Yep. Um, you're talking Hoosiers. Uh, you're talking uh, Shawshank Redemption. Ooh, you're certainly talking that. Goodfellas. Um, comedies, for me, I'm talking Fletch. I'm talking Chevy Chase. Stripes, Bill Murray. Um, these are the movies I grew up with. But yeah, I got to tell you, Goodfellas is is really something. And for people that haven't seen it, um, you know, a lot of young people may be watching. It's definitely worth your time. It's uh, It's one of those authentic movies that it's far from politically correct and you're not going to want to have little kids around with the language yep. and some of the violence, but you really feel like it's real. It's a real uh, depiction of what, you know, hardcore mafia was all about. And Joe Pesci in that movie, uh, you so doesn't get much better than that. So he, uh, yeah. he broke a record in that movie for the single most number of F bombs by one actor in a movie. <laughs> I think Jonas oh, yeah. Brodin should watch that movie. <laughs> yeah. He'd really enjoy someone else doing it a lot more than he did. Oh God. Well, and, and even like the Godfather hot take here, I, I couldn't watch the Godfather without subtitles. The uh, semi-legal service I was streaming it through didn't allow subtitles. I couldn't hear anything they were saying. I couldn't understand it. Like they, yeah, they, they you, have such you gotta, thick accents. And you got to block off a long sequence of time to watch any of those Godfathers. And it's one yeah. of the rare movies where the sequel Godfather two, in a lot of people's opinion is better yeah. than the original, which is very, very rare. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just block off a whole day and watch them all start to finish. I just know that my daughter's wedding. I just know that bit. <laughs> and El Pacino is just fucking awesome. And then, and then there's like a scene where a guy gets shot on a boat. That's iconic. Yep. Right. I think. I oh yeah. People get shot. James Conn. There's a lot of people get shot. This guy happened to get light. shot on a boat. Horse in the bed or whatever. <laughs> Horse in the bed. That's pesky for sure. Well, it's, it's, and it's re- worth your time. Speaking of mob movies, we got to go on a militia podcast where they interviewed a, a, an Italian mobster uh, who was actually living in L.A. And he he knew the guy from was it Casino? So yeah, so he knew so he knew uh, the the guy that Robert De Niro the the character that Robert De Niro played. He knew that guy in real life. Yeah, and he's oh, wow. he said Story. he was the, he was there on scene. And they were doing the scene where he shoots a guy in a fountain and the real guy in, was in the there. Pool. And he's like, no, 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 you're not doing it right. And he's like, you're not doing it right. It's a movie. And he's like, how do you know that? Oh. He's like, because I'm the guy who killed him, like in real life. So they were like, no same kidding? stories. They had the real guy on the scene. And he's like, no, I didn't kill him like that. <laughs> it's so that is up. crazy. <laughs> and obviously he's still out and among us. So yeah. interesting it's- that he's willing to talk about that. It's insane. It's bananas. Yeah. Yes. I think his name is Ori Spado. He actually has a book out. Yeah. Um, yeah called the, I forgot what it's called. It's like the. The Accidental Gangster. The we Accidental Gangster. Yeah, that's right. Oh, and, that sounds really promising. What's yes. your, what's your like go-to genre? Like if you were going to sit down and watch oh. something like right now, where would you start? 
for me, I love a courtroom drama. I, I love uh, like a few good men comes to Ooh, mind. Oh yes, you can't handle Amazing. the truth. Yeah, there's one called The Jagged Edge, which is also good with Jeff Bridges. I love a good courtroom drama. Uh, probably the benchmark uh, for that one. Yeah, a few good men probably, but uh, there's just uh, there's something about that type of movie that draws me in. It just, uh, yeah, it's it's those are my favorite. Have you seen, I think it's the Chicago 7, Chicago... I have not. So it's about a bunch of guys who incited the Chicago riots. Sasha Baron Cohen plays an American in that movie, and he does such a good accent. But that's like a, it's like a Netflix original about they all got tried for inciting violence, and some of them were college students, others were kind of like stoners and activists, and I don't know, it's just another good one. If you like if you like court, court case type stuff, so oh. it was like based on true events, so I'd check that one out. Chicago 7. I got to check that out for yeah. sure. And yeah. I, I end up watching Dateline uh, two, three times a week. I love trying to solve the mystery of it. Some of it gets a little depressing and a little heavy, but yeah. shows like that where it's true crime or it's yeah. a courtroom drama seem to always draw me in. What What's that movie? I think of the name. It's an older movie, I think. Um it it t- it takes mostly in pl- in place in in a courtroom. It's like someone was killed by anesthesia. Uh, like they so the Paul doctor, Newman. Yeah, is it Paul Newman? I believe so. Oh, yes. I gotta think of the name of this. Hold yeah. on, I'm gonna Google it. Yep, because it's, it's you got it's, it. It's, I forgot what it's called. Uh, it's so good. It was yeah. It's like it's the, known to be kind of the what is it called? Uh, courtroom. Yeah, because like a doctor gave too much anesthesia. They tried covering it up. It's called the verdict. Like yeah, it's called oh, the verdict with, the with verdict. Paul Newman. I want to say Gene Hackman's in that movie as well. Excellent movie. Good call. Yeah, yeah. That, Gene Hackman. He's the guy in Hoosiers, right? Yeah, he's the yep. coach. He's the coach. Yeah, Norman Dale. Yep. Oh, that movie is my all timer. Love it. I just love, love the way that movie kind of takes you back in time, and it reminds me of the Minnesota State High School hockey tournament. It's the yep. Indiana basketball tournament. It's a true story. And he plays Norman Dale, the head coach of Hickory, and it is just a phenomenal movie. Yeah, that the, the movie and like movies like Rudy just give me goosebumps. Mm. It's just love Rudy. It's yeah. just incredible, incredible films. It just you know Rudy's one of those movies too. You don't have to be a football fan to appreciate yeah. the story. It's just such a cool story of persistence and passion. Right, this kid is not going to be denied. He had no right making it onto that football field, but he did it with his heart. And his effort, and that—that that just, I think, you don't need to be a sports fan to love the movie Rudy. And you know, it's like I'm not a big boxing guy, but when Sylvester Stallone came out with Rocky, I was drawn oh in, God. you know, because of the character. Best. The character in that movie drew me in, and like, that's to me what Rudy does as well. Did three of them out there. Hit the one in the middle. Yeah, it's his classic. <laughs> when he's up against uh, what's his name? The guy who plays the Russian. Drago? Uh, Drago. Yeah. The best one, in my opinion. If he dies, he's great. Yeah, that's before concussion protocol, boys. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. They probably can't have a movie like that again. Like, well, just they, promoting they, that just much. Promoting. Just punching. Yeah. Just insane. But, no, Dolph Lundgren. That's, that's the Dolph name of the Lundgren. actor. Yes. That's what I was thinking of. Nicely done. Yeah, Nicely so, done. Yeah. We do. Pull Bridget out. Nielsen played his girlfriend. Remember her? The tall blonde? Yeah. Yeah. Bridget Nielsen plays his gal. Is Dolph Lundgren was the bad guy. No, oh, it was Dolph Lundgren's oh, girlfriend. Oh, his girl, the blonde, blonde one, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, Mother Russia. I remember yeah. like Rocky's training right. in just the shitty cabin, and Dolph Lundgren is, has like the crazy state of the art thing where it's like flashing like the technology. They're playing that. Yeah, Rocky's Rocky out montage. there. He's got the playoff beard going. He's out in the wilderness. Yeah. Oh, those movies. 
They're so good. I love those Rocky movies. It's great. Is it? it, I I saw online. So is it true that you you drove to Litchfield by yourself to watch Onward? I is it? I did, and it wasn't about Onward. Um, It just I hadn't gone to a movie in so long, and I'm I'm a big. uh, If you can't try to find an outdoor drive-in venue, I, I drive out to Woodbury all the time to the one down. Uh, 94 they're just short of Hudson so that was the only one available it was uh, a weekend night where I'm like I'm just going to go check this place out it was about an hour and 45 minute drive and uh, you know it's a cartoon movie so you're not going for the movie itself but you know you get the popcorn going you get the the movie on the radio with the stereo sound and it was it was magical I went back a couple more times through the course of COVID because the theaters were shut down and yeah the drive-in is one of those hidden jewels that you know, when, when we grew up in the 70s and 80s, you couldn't go three blocks without seeing a drive-in movie theater. Now, I think there's three or four left in the entire state. So it is a fun little trip back in time. We drive two hours to go gamble on sports in Iowa. So Diamond you know, Joe. Who doesn't, right? what you Diamond love, right? Joe's is a popular spot. Speaking of gambling, yeah. Kevin, uh, horse, racing ad- horse racing advice for a terrible gambler like myself. What do you got? Canterbury. Well, yeah, Canterbury has a lot of different ways to figure the game out. It, it is a little overwhelming at first. And so I know if you go to canterburypark.com uh, and you're looking for something to do on a Sunday here this winter, yeah. uh, Jeff Madey, who runs the media department out there, puts together a thing called the Canterbury College. And Paul Allen from KFAN and Brian Aragoni, the track analyst out at Canterbury, actually will sit down with a couple hundred students that are hoping to learn the game. And it's a couple hours on a Sunday. They serve you some uh, pizza from pizza and pasta. And it's, it's a lot of fun. I've been out there in years gone by as an instructor and it's, it's a, uh, it's a fun way to spend a Sunday afternoon. Football's over now. That's why they, they wait till the Super Bowl's done. Do and if you go to CanterburyPark.com and, and, and check it out there, it's called Canterbury college and it's very um, affordable. And yeah. if you want to learn the game uh, they're going to use like a lot of video replays and there'll be time for question and answer. I strongly recommend that, you know, Paul Allen, I could listen to him, you know, read the obits. I mean, he's got so much personality, he's so witty and so funny. And Aragoni, the track analyst out there, feeds off him brilliantly. So you'll get your money's worth and you'll you'll come out of there learning a lot more about the game and have a lot more confidence when we get closer to the Kentucky Derby and when Canterbury, you know, it's gonna open up here in May. Yeah. So it's it's a lot of fun. Everyone in the room's giving to like the nod, like we're doing that. That's kind of nice. a thing now. Does PA like live call it while he's in the Oh well, yeah. Yeah. He'll get the, he'll get the video That's replay awesome. up on the monitor and he'll give it a stretch call. And you know, he, he's big fun out there. And yeah. like me, he has a lot of passion for the, for the game of horse racing. And he's trying, again, we're trying to cultivate new fans. And I think the more you can bring people to the game and have them feel less intimidated because there's all these numbers, you open up the racing program or the racing form and it's intimidating because you see it, it's a digital printout of what these horses have been doing. And, Canterbury College helps you kind of sift through that. So the next time you go to the track, you got a little bit of an idea of what those numbers mean. Does PA like so like this? Those classes sound like really cool. Like does does PA come out and like talk? Does he talk to the uh, the the students? I should say when when yes when you're when you attend that. Yeah, so he he's up there with Brian Aragoni. They've each got a microphone and they kind of play off each other and run through the quote unquote lesson plan. And then you'll watch some some actual races from across the country. You'll take a look at their past performances. You'll try to figure out, you know, what each horse is going to do inside that race and eventually try to pick a winner in that race. And then people, you know, end up making some bets on the races. And it's it's very interactive and yeah. it's very entertaining. So Canterbury this, College, 
uh, I highly recommend it. It's big fun. Sounds already more valuable than any class I took in my four years at school. Yeah. So I would be very <laughs> interested in that, but I, I'm worried I'm going to show up there and I'm just going to do random PA spouts when he's yeah. there. No! Who the hell is this kid? I'm out of here. You'd love it. No, no. Imitation is the greatest uh, form of uh, flattery, and he'll he'll get a big kick out of it. I think he gave me a ten on ten on one of the lines because we had him on the Soda Stream back in May that we did. And oh, nice. We 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 did uh, we, impersonations. We did like each did like Mine three lines. I, yeah, it was. I like that. It was. Yeah, it was, you'll have to bring some it. of those out there to the Canterbury College and see how he reacts. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have to do <laughs> that. Oh, hundred percent. You've yeah. got to be kidding me. It's like uh, this ain't Detroit, man. Yeah, this is the Super Bowl. This is Canterbury Park. He's gonna be like, I think I know those guys. He's gonna be like, Oh, oh he definitely all those guys. guys. I've okay. seen them on Twitter, probably. Hey, it's Kirk Cousins. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> like, gosh, uh, Kevin. Even though the XLs is uh, obviously doesn't have any fans in it, do they still serve beer to you, media guys, after the game? No, so there's the nothing like that there. Oh, it's so sad. Everything's closed. Like literally, when we get there. There's some security to let us go in and we take our tests and get our temperature taken. And then we get it. It's just our crew. It's the camera guys. It's the technicians. Um, and it's, you know, well, the family and friends are up in the, uh, the club level, but it, it is a little bit eerie looking around that rink. Um, yeah. knowing there's like 50 people working and another 150 people watching and that's it. Um, once you start watching the game though, and you just start locking in on the ice and, They've got the crowd noise built in, which kind of sounds like a video game, but yep. um, the no- you kind of get used to it. And if you're not really paying close attention, it does feel very normal. And then all of a sudden there'll be a whistle and the puck will fly over the plexiglass into like an area with five empty sections. And then it, you remind yourself of just how strange this world is right now. What's it going to take for us to to get us ten thousand takes, guys, to be one of those one hundred fifty people in yeah. the game? Yeah, is there is there a certain fee we have to slip under the table at an Italian restaurant, or going back to the good the phone, guy right? you're going to have to really get to know is Aaron Sickman. Now he's a friend of Paul Allen's, and he loves horse racing. So if you go Race, to the Canterbury the College, maybe Aaron Sickman will be there. But he's the guy that's got all the power. Okay, got the power. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could find the connection. Well, well, let's see what we can do. And I think media. we'd be valuable to cover the game because what we always say is the only difference between us and ESPN is a few billion dollars. That's it. So and, and, and they can't they can't hardly cover hockey anyway. Yeah, well, they, they don't know. They, they were Mark Mark jo- Marcus Johnson. They called him Marcus Johnson on the app. Said the game was in overtime. Oh, it was no. in the third period. I think it was the first period or second oh, period. God. They say it was going to overtime, and Marcus Johnson scores in overtime. We started a whole we started a whole movement on that. Oh. Does ESPN hate the Minnesota Wild? Well, they hate hockey. Yes, so. they be, must that, hate hockey. That might be the whole thing. Yeah, but uh, I, I saw that. I saw you had a tweet out a couple weeks ago. Um, speaking about the while they had that huge, who did they beat in overtime uh, about a week ago? Was it was it, was it Anaheim? I, no, it was the oh gosh, it was a week ago. Well, I when he said the F bomb, it was no, he, yeah, it was not Colorado or was it Colorado? It was Colorado because he said oh, the F bomb. Yeah, yes. That was the F bomb. Yeah, that was the game. That was the game. But it was it was you had to tweet out. You're like ot ot Dean is my favorite Dean, and yes, yeah, when it, they it, show him tackling the guys. Smiling, he's energetic. But whenever you see him on a TV presser or anywhere else, he looks he looks serious. I, I always we, we've talked about this as a running joke. He looks like that, you know that that prom dad of the girl you're taking to prom who says you got to be home by seven, Ruther. I'm just, gonna just be, hates like, your guts, like just threatens you, like. But it's like so. I mean, what what 
is he like that all the time? Like, I'm sure you've talked to him. I mean, oh, yeah. what's he's he very like? serious. Like, yeah. he's yeah. he's locked in. He's an intense guy. Uh, there'll be times when you can get him away from the rink, and he'll be fun-loving and tell jokes and wisecrack. But when he's at the rink, he's all business. And so yeah. you're right. You see that stoic guy, that serious guy, every presser, every time they show him on the bench during a game, there's very little expression. But we've seen him now in a couple overtime wins. He tackled Tony DaCosta our equipment manager. Uh, he darn near took Darby Hendrickson down. That's not easy to do. Both those guys are very well built, yeah. big, strong guys. Um, that That's the one thing that I think where Dean kind of lets his guard down and the emotion of the the, the moment takes over. And that's that's my favorite Dean. I, lo- I need more of that in my life. Well, he tackled those guys. You should try out for the uh, Vikings defense. to do. Oh, yeah, I know, right? So Seriously. Annoying. You could use a guy oh, like him. Man. Well, it was. I think it was the. I think it was the first game. I think too when Kaprizov scored. He like he tackled the equipment manager, or he something. Did. He did. <laughs> like during the comment, people that guys just ready to get the, tackled in the, overtime. The, you're gonna That's start. Job. You're gonna look whenever the Wild go to overtime. The bench is just already gonna be cleared out because yep. they're just like let's they're just, just give Dean his space. But the equipment manager has to sit there. Yeah, it's, it's part. He of the has job. to. He's got to be close now. by just in case something goes wrong. So he yep. can't leave. And well, you, you also can't tradition. Like if we keep winning in hey, overtime because too, Dean yeah. is tackling the equipment manager, we got to so we got to keep doing it. We're not superstitious; yeah, they, we're just a little stitious. We're just a little stitious. I think every team has some superstition, and they're not going to let those guys do anything different if they keep winning. Yeah, well, especially the Wild. Like they've been just ever since the NHL went to three on three overtime, they've just Until been now. awful. And then it's like Kaprizov comes it's in, so like exciting he, to watch. He is the, I guess, he is the Soviet savior. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Well, you got him, you got Fiala, and then you got those yep. defensemen that can skate. Dream team. You've got guys now that when you play three on three are more of an asset. You know, when this whole thing started, the Wild weren't built to be that team. That's starting to change. And even the other night, the game we're talking about, uh, who would have thunk this? But they start out against maybe the, the hardest team to beat on three on three might be Colorado. They might be top to bottom the fastest team in the National Hockey League. And Brodeen. Eck and Greenway start that three on three and not only do they score the winning goal, but Colorado never touches the puck. Yeah. Let that sink in. That, that is, that does tell you something about how this roster is kind of evolving. And Jordan Greenway to me is the best story so far in the early season. We're only 11 games into this 56 game schedule. He's a completely different hockey player this year. And that started in the off season. He got called out by the general manager last year. He got in better shape. We noticed it right away in camp. He looked different. Just even seeing him through the plexiglass, he looked more fit. He looked quicker on the ice. And he's a different hockey player right now. So I hope this break isn't too long. And I hope he can keep building up what he's done because he has been remarkably good. And that was one of those young guys you were hoping we would take the next step. And I think Bill Guerin put the pressure on him to do that or be done. And clearly he got the message and has done the right thing with it. Well, and when you see three-on-three stories like that, you know the chemistry's there because that takes an incredible amount of chemistry when there's only two other people on the ice with you. So it's so so exciting to watch those overtimes on three-on-three. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, I love it. It's incredible just, uh, yeah, just seeing some young players in Minnesota. Like, you just see all these teams around the country that have these, like, they've been just totally way more talented and built out than the Wild, and now they're finally getting some young players, and they're like, Garen. He's going to guarantee, guarantee Ooh, a championship a good here. Did you just make that up? No, I did not make that up. I have seen that before, oh, so do not take that from me. But I don't even know where I saw it, but I well, know I didn't make it up. I, I made up Billy Gambles because some of these offseason moves were huge, but, I mean, you got to do something, right? I, lo- I love the uh... – got to try something. Right? Yeah, you got yeah. to shuffle the deck a little bit. And that, 
he's made it clear he's not afraid and yep. he'll look he'll listen to trades he'll try different things and you know this is a completely different looking team than we even saw a year ago and he's still trying to figure it all out they're not where he wants to be yet but they're i think trending in the right direction and you know we'll see where pittsburgh finishes up but you've got another high-end draft pick there that you're you know pittsburgh could somehow miss the playoffs who knows where that pick will land so yeah, there's some reason for hope. Uh, the Wild finally have some prospects uh, that you're excited to see them come here and, and see what they can do. We just had the Russian kids show up, but uh, Boldy's still in the offings. And, you know, I know the, the, the health issues of Marco Rossi have been tough to watch, but by next year, uh, come training camp time, there's a pretty good uh, chance that he'll be back and, and ready to you know, make his push to make the NHL roster. So there are some reasons to be hopeful for the next couple of years of Wild Hockey. Yeah, percent. Well, before we we kind of wrap this up, I got to ask what what hat are you wearing? Is that a Notre Dame Irish it's hat? A, it's a golf. Or is brand. a Rosemont? It's a golf brand. It's a golf it's brand. A golf yeah, brand. it's called Live okay. Lucky. Uh, not, I'm not a big. I'm a Catholic guy, but I'm not a big Notre Dame guy. I'm okay with Notre Dame. Yeah. I got nothing against the the Fighting Irish, but no, this is just a. I have this hat in like four different colors. It's a super comfortable hat yeah. for when yeah. you go out to the golf course. And so um, tonight I'm wearing the black version to go with my State of Hockey sweatshirt. I was wearing, I was wearing like a Rosemont Irish hat. I'm like, you're a Burnsville Bra- Bla- Bra- Well, they're the Braves at the Braves. time. The Bla- no, we're the Braves. Yeah, yeah you're the you're a, Jake, Bur- Don't question his loyalty. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> you were a Burnsville alum wearing a Rosemont hat, but whatever. That makes not sense. happening. Not, not, not happening. Not going to happen. What's your now, go-to Aaron golf Sickman, course? The guy that you oh, go-to golf course for me. Yeah. Uh, the legends down in uh, just outside of Northfield in Lakeville. Yeah. Uh, Mike Luckcraft, the uh, the head golf pro there, is one of my best friends and teammates from that '85 team. And uh, I love the legends. They've got a terrific golf course. More important, they got a great 19th hole, a great bar and restaurant for after golf. Ooh. Really cool spot with a fireplace. Uh, you sit there with your boys after golf, and it's uh, yep. great food, great drinks, and it's just a really cool atmosphere. So I highly recommend the legends. Some would say yeah. that 19th hole is more important than the all 18 combined. Mm-hmm. It's it's a, a it it plays experience. a pretty big factor in whether you're going to come back or not. You yep. can golf anywhere, but you better have a good spot for after golf, and that definitely provides a pretty cool backdrop there. Yeah, I'd say that'd be a good core uh, to do a, do a round of golf with you, Kevin, Anthony Lapanta, yep. and Kevin yeah. Falness. Yeah, we have to make it happen. Uh, Falness, Falness can caddy for Lapanta. I don't know <laughs> if we're going to let him actually play. <laughs> show up in his, he'll show up in his bare feet. Yeah, pictures of his feet. No, every hole. He, I wish I had his voice. He's got the yeah. pipes of gold, man. Yeah. Um, like Kevin posted a picture pregame, you know, he's, he's in the booth and everything. And I, and like, he tagged the wild in it. I, I responded to it and I said, where are your feet in this photo, Kevin? And the wild are like, is there something here we're missing? And I was like, yeah, we'll fill you in later on that. Like oh, the wild's him and those feet, him and those feet. Oh goodness. Yeah, Yikes. Takes, uh, yeah. Before we, before we close this down, Kevin, we're going to do our signature bit here. The rapid fire. I think you probably remember doing it back in May. Oh, very uh, well. We've we've changed up the questions quite a bit, and for the level of effort we put into it, that's about four of them. So uh, hopefully, hopefully you don't remember your answers from before. But you ready to do it? Yeah, let's try it again. Rapid fire again. All right. Uh, you're on a ship and it crashes, and you wash up on an island. There's one other ship that crashes with a type of alcohol in it, and it's just full of barrels of it that you get for the rest of your time on the island. What is it? Diet Coke. That's a no-brainer. Diet Coke. Diet Coke. All right. Diet Coke. We'll take it. Yeah, hundred percent. How many fourth graders could you fend off in self-defense? I can't outrun them, so that sucks. Uh, I would probably say three or four, but after that, I'm in big trouble. All right. Yep. Uh, Minneapolis or St. Paul? Hmm. 
Well, I mean, I work in St. Paul. I have to go with St. Paul. I went to college at St. Thomas, so I'll give St. Paul the slightly, and I love them both. Yep, yep, fair enough. Would you rather slap a random baby or your own grandmother? Jeez. <laughs> it's brutal. My grandmas are both no longer with us, so I'll say them because they won't feel it. Yeah, oh, right, good, good call. Good, That's actually good a different, different spin on the question. Um, would you rather walk to work, so to the X, in heels or drive to work in reverse? Oh, drive to work in reverse. I can pull that move off. Did that in high you, school. Yeah, that from Grand Theft Auto. I'm not putting heels on, boys. <laughs> um, would you rather never speak again or always say what's on your mind? Always say what's on my mind. I couldn't do the first one. That wouldn't work for me. I was going to say, work at your probably job, be no. unemployed. Yeah, that, yeah, that yep. would, for sure would not work. Um, if you were given an all-expenses-paid trip to Cleveland, would you take it? Absolutely. I love Cleveland. I, I, we did talk about this in May. Yep. It's uh, a little hidden jewel in the summer. I've been there in the winter, but in the summer where we stay, it's about a one-mile walk from the ballpark back to the hotel, and the downtown area has a bunch of really cool open-air restaurants and bars. Very vibrant, very fun, uh, so I would I'd for sure go to Cleveland. Well, now like, – Rock uh, and Roll Hall of Fame. I can go yeah, check out yeah. Madonna and Journey. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Awesome. The city of Cleveland yeah. sponsor. Yeah, not a sponsor yet. <laughs> you can also go there and watch Rosario hit bombs now. So. Oh, yep. That's just another, another yeah, bonus. probably against us. That's the way it's going to uh, play out say, too. Every yep. time he plays the Twins, it's going to yep. be nuts. Uh, what's more realistic, ghosts or aliens? They're both real to me, but I would say more likely ghosts. I, I believe in that whole ghost thing for sure. And some of the hotels we've stated over the years with the Twins, like the Fister in Milwaukee, are absolutely haunted. So I'm going to go ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Um, would you rather always wear one rollerblade on your foot? or have someone walk in front of you that's going a little slower than you want to go? Probably the person in front of me going a little bit too slow. I'll just have to take it down a notch, and uh, the one rollerblade thing would be very painful. I'd probably break an ankle at some point. That wouldn't be fun. Can you imagine he's sitting there on TV a little lopsided because there's a rollerblade on one of his feet? Yeah, you just see him like Awkward. this. A little at an angle. Oh. <laughs> or just slowly uh, just slips and falls in the middle of the post That'd be good TV, actually. we got to do it again. Yeah, that'd be a good Oh, we're live. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh. Sadly, if that did happen, we'd be the first to count on Tabit. So yep. Absolutely. You can always look at us we'd for love that. It. Uh, final question. Well, uh, we should have changed this one up for you. If a movie was made about your life, who's going to play you? Come on. I mean, Jason yep. Alexander, he's a lock, right? And he's got the <laughs> hair. He's got the the personality. So I got to go Costanza on that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that, that's always a great bit, the Costanza, the Costanza look. Well, Kevin, we got to say we've loved having you on. Definitely would love to have you on again. We'll, we're going to make the golf thing happen this summer with LaPanta. Fallness is going to have to carry our clubs. That's fine. That's a deal. Perfect. We're making that. It's getting set in stone now. That's done. Yeah, yeah we're going to the Legends that, to see Lucky, uh, the head yep. pro down there, who also coaches the Northfield Boys High School team. And oh, nice. uh, don't forget to go to Canterbury College, boys. Yeah, yeah, go see PA. And he's loose. Well, he's but, loose. And he's <laughs> loose. We hope we hope to see you back on TV. We hope to yeah. see the players back on the ice. It's crazy times, and uh, you know now with football done, and the Timberwolves not being an option, we just got to get through it. So. Yeah, we'll get back to it soon enough. We're gonna. Bill Guerin told us today that he believes strongly we're gonna get all fifty-six games in. It's gonna be a lot of hockey in a short period of time, and we can't wait to do to it. Have. I can't wait for it. The, the more Very hockey, the problem. better. Very good problem. And the Wild look like they're gonna be relevant for uh, the top four and make the playoffs. Hopefully, so I'm all for it. I just can't wait to get back and do it again. That interview with Kevin Gorg was sponsored by nobody because we don't have any sponsors yet. So. 
You know, that kind of wraps up today's show, Jake. You know, that interview was a blast. Kevin's the man. He's going to come to the studio. The next time he comes on the show, we're going to play golf. Total blast. Yep. It, it was it was super fun talking about his experiences from, you know, his time playing goalie and hockey and then also talking about fucking Brodeen screwing up and pulling an F-bomb on, on air. So it was, the, guy, it was, the guy's movie valid. Movie knowledge yes. is vast. Yes. The guy is like a movie films. connoisseur, yeah. I should say. He's got to talk to him. He should be a professional critic. He should have his own blog. Yeah. Kevin's 100%. blog. Gorg's Gorg's. 10,001 takes because 10,000 10, takes is taken. He's already taken, but so. he can be movie-based. Or he could just be our own. We could bring him on as one of our bloggers. 10,000 movies. 10,000 movies. That's a lot of movies to watch. A lot of movies to watch. Kevin would be down There's for There's like it. that guy named Carl and Family Guy who's always like, hey, have you seen the movie? Where Julia Roberts is like topless for five seconds. You guys, that guy, you know? Yep, yep. He's always yep. talking to Chris about yep. it. And they're always like breaking down movies. He Dude. could be that guy. Yeah, he could be that guy. We could have a very like, or he could be like that, uh, who's that fucking old, like, he died, like that old, like, Actors Guild dude. Like, he was, it was on Bravo. He would like interview actors. He was like an old fuck. And it, Will Will Ferrell made fun of him, dude. Dude, what the fuck, dude? How come I not look this up, dude? What dude, this is pissing me off that I don't know his name. Look, I'm gonna look it up right he's now. Gonna, he's gonna Google it. I'm googling it right now. <laughs> Actors Guild show. I got your picture. I'm coming with, with you, dear Maria. Count me in. And I'm trying to. I don't know the lyrics after that, but it was it's, it's a, great. It's a dude, good way to pass time while he I searches. Am, I'm 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 like freaking out about this. He's not, uh, he's not doing a very good job of searching. I forgot what it's fucking called, dude. It's the Film Actors Guild show, and it's the, oh my god, dude! I'm not finding anything. I, how do you? How do you? Jake, how do you Google? Jake first Google round one. This is this is pissing me out. I'm ten second up, knockout by Google. I'm looking up. I'm looking. I'm gonna look up SNL Will Ferrell. Jesus. Behind, you're still listening to the show. We appreciate behind your loyalty. The, behind the actors. This is. I'm looking this up. Jamie, look that up. I wish dude, we had a Jamie here. Jake, stop. Oh, dude. In, inside the actor's studio, and it was James Lipton. Was on Bravo? James Lipton. I, dude, I don't think dude, I've I, ever I literally stayed on Bravo I TV. I found it already. Yeah. Well, I don't think I've ever stayed I, on I Bravo TV for more than four seconds in my entire life. James James yeah, no. Lipton. But you, I, I, I'm, I'm more used to uh, the Will Ferrell. And like I guess he would always like stare off in the distance like when they would pan on him when the show started, and Will Ferrell was fucking Do you watch Bravo that. frequently? No, I never yeah, watched I the show say, live. I always I'm, forget that station exists. Bravo. I've just watched the Will Ferrell yeah, SNL like, making fun of him. The only reason why I know Bravo exists is, isn't that like, I always see the commercials. The Real Housewives. Like say yes to the dress shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, all that, that stuff. That, to the Bravo's credit, that's a popular bit. Yeah, yes. And some chick I would, used to date, like, used to watch all the time. I'm like, this shit Well, it's, it's, it's like an Instagram trend now. Like, when a girl is getting married, finds that dress, she's like, I said yes to the dress. It's like, no shit, you're wearing it. <laughs> or like, well, they always that Real Housewives shit that's totally faked. Real Housewives of like, Orange County, like uh, super basketball dramatic wives. shit. Yeah, basketball <laughs> wives, all that shit. So annoying. It's you're kind of just... watching the women argue, and you're like, "Yeah, this is like this is dumb," but like I'm kind of into it. Or they do like the uh, some are <laughs> some are hot. So the, the like small people housewives. Like I don't know if you could say midget, but the oh, midget housewives. Oh, did oh, they, they, did they, they have that? that? Pretty sure. Oh See, I'd, gosh, I'd it's all for it's all for TV, dude. But you watch that shit, and like they get they literally. It's like the definition of like like first world country problems yeah. like or whatever like, oh, it's seriously. like it's like they're like oh my god like jason did not text me today and it's like done <laughs> yeah, like, what he didn't and it's just like super like problems real. that's like 
like first class problems. That's their got, first class. You got like people in like third world countries, like fuck, man, I don't know if I'm going to get clean water today. And yeah, then you got like, Jennifer like, fuck, I missed Atlanta housewives. The world is ending. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like she stop. called me a bitch. She did. Oh my gosh, we have like the Kardashians and shit. Like, like I can't go shopping today. Oh you my have, like, gosh, Ellen DeGeneres crying because she can't leave her. $5.5 million house Fucking in the middle of the pandemic. Dad, like, dad buys you a brand new like white Jeep Wrangler. I wanted a blue one. Yeah. Worst <laughs> day ever, right? I feel so bad for her. All the, right. the rich dad bit, like that one guy like, you do not know who my dad is. Dude, you even Your know what the lawyer. fuck my dad does? It's like, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm going to fuck and knock you. you. And then you have like the other aspect, like the rich wife bit, like, my man has two jobs. My man has two <laughs> jobs. Okay, whatever. Oh. Well, someone's got to fuel her Pilates addiction, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or... Water aerobics? The water aerobics or the Bottomless spin class mimosas. or whatever it is. Boxed wine night with her girls watching Atlanta Housewives. Oh, well, gosh. they watch The Bachelor. Or The Bachelor, The Bachelor. They face and talk like during half the show. Oh, T- talk smack. Oh, Anyways. this guy's just the worst. How could she pick Chris over Kyle? What the fuck is wrong Dude, with I, her? I, My I whole week is ruined. I don't watch The Bachelor simply because I will get sucked in. Dude, yeah, I, don't, I, okay, I'll admit this. It's true. Don't fucking do it. No, we talked but about it last week my, with Kirsten. Yes, yeah. it, I would literally get sucked in. I've I've gotten sucked in, and it's it's, it's not addicting. a proud moment. Very it's addicting. Bad. It was well, like they they make the show to lure every everyone in. Like my dad loves it. Watches it with my mom, and like when I would go upstairs and catch it, I would end up like standing there being like, yep. oh, "Oh, what are they just on an island somewhere?" And then forty minutes later, I'm like on the couch. You're like wondering who the hell yeah, they're I gonna know. pick. It. Like it's there like, would shit. be times where like I knew I would get sucked into it if my family was watching it, and I would fucking like start screaming or like putting on headphones. I'm like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Nope, going upstairs. I- I I, I kind of get sucked into it, but I would just I I would start laughing sometimes. I'm like this is just so produced. This is yeah, so fake. Yeah, the drama oh, yeah. the drama is oh very like injected. Like the tip of the the oh, tip like of the, the, the eyeliner like <laughs> putting the, the tear the, away the, like, like like lightly putting your tear away. Like the producer just, told you to cry. It's right like now. it's like you're you're on an island getting drunk and getting paid for it. Like stop. I just wanted it, private time with Ryan and to be the 18th girl that kissed him today and Kelsey. Totally fucking kissed him. Oh, let's talk about that. The Bachelor in the middle of a pandemic. How do they do that bit? Because that guy kisses a lot of women, like one after another. You already guy get fucks. You're already transferring shit. But, so. but how? Does he have to like throw in mouthwash, or how does that they're like, work? They're literally like farming guys to be like modern day. What the fuck is the fucking Playboy guy? Modern, Hugh Hefner. Modern Hugh Hefner, day Hugh yep. Hefners are like and they get these areas. awesome vacations <laughs> and they're basically famous right after they start. So like anything they ever want to do in life, they have the money and the power. To yeah, do I, it. I, they I all would... just end up moving to Hollywood and they have and then they case. divorce the woman. The whole show is about I... exactly. <laughs> That's what usually happens. I always found the show fucking hilarious, especially on like the finales I've watched where it's down to the two final girls. He meets their parents. He has very fucking like very intimate nights with both of the fucking girls that you think two nights after another because you do that with one woman the the two weeks before the finale or the week before the finale they uh, bachelor people will hate me for not knowing the word but it's there's some special like episode or part of the process where they basically have sex yeah pretty much it's like parents weekend but it's like right after parents weekend they they basically they basically get to be in a room alone, and there's no cameras, and like everyone knows what's going on. I love you both, but I want to choose who I love more. There was another <laughs> show like this. Like, okay, maybe I do watch more of this shit than I actually think. And like, they had... we all kind of sound like experts, the guys we who are trashing the show. I've first. seen it, enough. but they had they have like so you know how like the bachelor it's... tries to like hide the fact that they're having sex. Well, this 
fucking show was on MTV. It was called like Are You the One? I think they have like eight up eight seasons. Are of you it. the one? Oh, <laughs> Are you the one? It it's a basement they, song. They literally have ah. a, basement song. <laughs> they literally have a Dude, fucking, fucking room called the Boom Boom Room. They don't nice. have it all like, Do you want to go to the Boom Boom Room? I love like, you. That shit's it's like yes. Do you uh, do you, do you want to go to the Boom Boom Room so I can get an STD for you and give it to the other girl? Dude. Yeah, and then I'll go to the Boom Boom Room after with your best friend Jennifer. The, all right. Be, being the bachelor is just is. Is, it's a dream. It's job. a dream job because you you can literally make out with all these hot women and say, "I kind of like you. I kind of like you too." But I'm going to see who I like more. How about Chris? That's so Hansen, stupid. Though. Yeah, is that his name, the fucking host of The Bachelor. That dude has been around. That's more not ass Chris Hansen. Chris, no, what is Chris, his name? It's, like Chris uh, it's Chris something. Chris Steyerwall. Chris Hansen. It's <laughs> like a <laughs> Fox a News guy. Predator huh? guy. That Chris, guy. He's on. Uh, who wants to be a millionaire now? Just take a seat over here. Yeah, I know oh, you're talking about. Fucking, I just, I just can't. Uh, uh, if it was Chris, Chris Harrison, yes, that's. Could it. you imagine Harrison, if it was Chris Hansen? Yeah. Chris Harrison's the man. Actually, got the dream job. Take your, put the rose over there. No, you know what? Take a seat right over here, dude. Take a seat. Does Chris Hansen or Jesus? Here's Chris what ha- you two did last Chris night. Chris Harrison. Yeah. Does he like get in the limo after girls get eliminated and like kind of try to slide it? Like he might. I bet. I bet. Like oh, be like the shoulder to cry he, on. He's sitting there hoping that this one girl gets eliminated. He's got the dream job. She's available now. He's just trying to go after. He probably does do that shit. <laughs> I, why wouldn't you? <laughs> Turns out Chris Hansen has a wife and is happily married, and we're just shitting on their. Oh, well, Chris, Chris Harrison. Harrison. Chris Harrison. Oh, fuck. Jesus. Harrison. Chris no, Hansen. I, I, I'm like Take a seat right over here. So I wish it was. I wish it was Chris. He's Hansen. definitely married because no one who's single could do that job and not like hit on all the people who get eliminated. Dude. Yeah. So like impossible. Yeah. The Bachelor, man. The Bachelor. Well, the Bachelor life. How the fuck, did we get? I don't know. Bachelor? We didn't even plan on having a segment for this, and we, we just did like ten minutes of Bachelor talk. Kevin so. Gorg to the Bachelor. Kevin, Kevin Gorg, Gorg to, to the, the bachelor. bachelor. It's like those Wikipedia things that people do on TikTok. Have you seen that? Yeah. They'll like start like go from Barack Obama to Despicable Me in forty seconds. And Dude, it. it's insane. you know it's the, uh, we're like the pros of that shit. It's the rule. We of bounce. Six. We're also oh, yeah. ADHD. Yeah. We bounce yep. from topic to topic. So <laughs> we segue. Fast. We segue very well. Yeah, we've gotten better at it. All right. Well, I'm just going to end the episode. That's yeah. a good segue. That, that's enough yeah. Bachelor talk. All right, we're guys, done. It's thanks over. for listening to another episode of It's a Bit. You can find us, 10,000 Takes, anywhere on social media by searching 10K Takes, 10,000 Takes. Uh, if you want to check out our blogs, you can go to 10KTakesMN.com. You can go to the shop there. Purple and yellow shirts now, blue and uh, red. You got black and red. You got the Soviet Savior shirts, the maroon and gold logo shirts, 15 bucks a pop. Uh, Jake will actually sign it as Kirk Cousins if you want to for an additional dollar. Uh, God you just bless. Tell, I you tell your God friends it's it. Kirk. Yep. Um, and they can't prove it's not Kirk because you look like him. So it's, nope. it's like it's like a Kmart version of a signature. I'm, I'm pretty sure a guy took a picture of me at a gas station yesterday. He did. It was very <laughs> weird. You think I thought it was really weird. I, I'm, or he I'm, thought you were attractive. I, I'm, I'm hoping it was the Kirk thing, but it was still weird. I, I kind of Sky was kind of looking so at win, me. Win. He was scouting for the Bachelor. He, he might have been. Ooh. It was some old fuck shit. Get, but they've heard the episode before it's come out. Get yeah. ready to say, "Will you accept this rose? Will you accept? Will you accept this rose?" It's Kirk. I, I think he might have. I'm hoping it was for the Kirk bit. Whatever. We'll we'll just go with that. We'll go with the, that for the yep. sake of you sleeping. For the at sake night. of sanity. Yes. Um. And yeah. Thanks for listening to another episode of It's a Bit, guys. You can find us Spotify, Apple. Tell your friends. Tell your family. And tell your animals if they can understand you. And uh, thanks for another episode. We'll talk to you later. Word. See ya.